Hey guys, this is Ruben Langdon, a.k.a. Dante from Devil May Cry, a.k.a. Ken Masters from Street Fighter, and also Chris Redfield from the Resident Evil series. And you are listening to the Casanova Podcast, the number one podcast in Hawaii. Jackpot. Where your information can be fished out as well as your computer, phone, tablet, or what have you. A lot of people don't realize that video game consoles can be subject to being compromised as well. So there's a device that's out, and it's one that I strongly believe in. It's one that we here at the Casanova Podcast utilize, and that is the Trend Micro Home Network Security. And it is a simple device that you plug into your router, and it basically safeguards your devices it doesn't matter what from because if it's on your network it's going to be protected and that includes your tablets your phones your computers and also your gaming console it looks at the traffic that's coming in and out to make sure that there's nothing that's compromising it and anything can compromise your devices from apps to websites some sites have malware spyware and ability for it to be compromised and backdoored for hackers to get same thing with apps same thing that can happen with game consoles so what you want to do is you want to make sure you're protecting yourself. And also for parents, one of the things that I think you guys would absolutely love with the Trend Micro Home Network Security is the fact that you have a notification anytime your kids are on the internet, it will notify you if they're on sites that they're not supposed to be on or sites that have any type of compromising capability. You can also, if you want to fine tune it and safeguard your kids' access to the internet, you can limit what sites they go to as well as how often the devices that they have, how often they can go on the internet. It's really a great device that I highly recommend to anyone out there looking to safeguard their devices. It's great for individuals, small businesses, big businesses, and most importantly of all, it's good for families. You can safeguard your information, make sure you're not being compromised, you're safe on the internet, your kids are safe, and that's what's really important. So with that being said, make sure you go and safeguard your devices and your information. And for me and for the Casanova podcast, we stand fully behind Trend Micro Home Network Security. Get yours today, link below, and get yourself the best device for home network security, which is also in the name. Welcome everyone to another episode of Hawaii's number one podcast and number one podcast in the Pacific, the Casanova podcast. I'm your host, Mikhail Casanova. I've got the honor and privilege of having the one, the only, the iconic Carrick of ACG. How's it going, man? Good. I'm not 100% sure I'll live up to any of that, but good. <laughs> And I want to thank you for coming on mine as well a while ago. It was very cool. Dude, it, it was awesome being on. I was so nervous going on your show. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Shouldn't have been. You probably figured that out. You were like, oh, wow, this is low rent as hell. You probably <laughs> came, right? You came on. You're like, let's jack this up. Everything's going to be nice lighting everywhere. And then you see us and you're like, oh, maybe not. Maybe maybe I shouldn't have accepted. Well, it's insane because it's like when I was when I went on your show, like, dude, your 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 streams are just so super active, and it's really what inspired me to start doing live stream podcasts because 
that interaction is so raw so in the moment and it's really good for engagement with your audience and so yeah. i was like man i i love it because most other podcasts that i watch uh on youtube uh or even on twitch a lot of them are just pre-recorded but when you're doing it live that's there's something about being live and you know with your guests and with the audience that's just you know you, it's, it's amazing yeah, it's very cool. It's de there's definitely a different uh, skill set. Speaking of live, so that people know what I'm doing, I'm switching off this background re removal for NVIDIA. <laughs> I'm going to switch it to blur because mm -hmm. I cannot stand seeing the flicker until I fix it. And there you can see, I was telling him prior to the podcast that everything for ACG is done in a little bedroom. And now you can see just how little it is. <laughs> so uh, for those of you... For the two people in the room that are not familiar with you, you mind giving the people a brief background on uh, what it is that you do? Yeah, sure. Uh, video game reviews, mostly a lot of maybe technical talk, I guess you would say, or game design talk. Uh, but most of it's, I think, I, I try to aim it as uh, a little bit less technical than a digital foundry, but still mm -hmm. trying to explain some things. I certainly try to do some some layman discussions at times so that people understand some of the technical bits but mostly it's just game reviews uh based on at least for me this is important and i know mm -hmm. some people don't agree but based on the, the value that they're currently being charged which is why 70 bucks is going to change some stuff boom when these first party companies change their pricing it's going to be weird it really is and it's definitely something um we definitely we're going to dive into that because like the gaming landscape is, is is definitely changing with this next generation coming out uh you know the pricing of gaming and, and if you think about it like if you look you go back to the the uh was it ps2 and the right. the original xbox era gaming was 49.99 that was like the mm -hmm. peak price and then it jumped ten dollars and now we're about to go up to so was it 79 is going to be the base starting it, it, point 69 will be the base 69? for like sony they they announced it on their on their channel and then you know uh what was it was it ea or activision one of those two announced mm -hmm. it and then a couple others now we'll see some that will definitely not make that change where i mean i like i have a couple people that i know at different companies and i've asked them been like is this and no you know they won't but it it is going to be a weird situation because in the past we've had a price delta where you could look at it and go, okay, sixty mm -hmm. bucks is a triple A, fifty bucks, forty bucks is a you know a B game maybe double A kind of thing, and then mm -hmm. and then you could work your way down. And I think logically it made a lot of sense to people. Now we're getting something where it's going to be like set sixty to eighty is triple A, and it's always been that way, or they've tried to have it that way by giving you extras. But now mm -hmm. they've just basically said we're doing away. You know who knows if you get those extras, but <laughs> it's still going to cost you that much. So. It, it's going to be definitely uh it, it it's it's for sure changed that's that is for sure true definitely definitely and dude like let's talk about it so you're full-time content creator podcaster uh streamer like it's insane like all the things that you've been doing over the years uh, i've been a fan for years of your Thank work you. it's uh been an inspiration for me to get into content creation but the one myth that people seem to think is content creation is easy <laughs> we need to dispel that i don't understand where that bullshit comes from because I, I have so many people that i personally know they'll be like oh that's easy anyone can get in front of the camera i'm like yes anyone can get in front of the camera but can you be successful at it do you have a way right. to stand out from everyone else and one of the things that i absolutely love about your work and your style is just that you aren't you know you're not the sponsored 
content creator. Yeah. Like, I, this might, I, I have a tendency to piss people off because I just, I keep it above 50. But a lot of other people who do sponsored content, you can tell it's sponsored when they, yeah. they'll pick something and be like, oh, this is the, the best product ever and you need this and this is why you need to buy this and blah, blah. And it, it, it's so, I don't know if there, there's like no, yeah, there's no transparency with it. And you can tell that they're selling you bullshit. Whereas like with you, you just cut it down the, the middle road. It's like, this is what it is. This is what I think of it. This is the ups. This is the down, which like, it's, that's another thing that's heavily influenced my review style because I feel like that transparency helps. And a lot of times when you're looking at stuff like IGN and GameSpot and all the other stuff, half the times you don't even know these people really like you or if they're just reading off of a script or you got someone who wrote the script and then someone who's on camera or someone who's doing right. the review. It's or somebody just... who told them that they couldn't score the game a certain score, which is what yeah. you hear. Uh, yeah, dude, it's so the one of the reasons why I do cost based is because prior to working here, I actually did call center work. I set up call mm -hmm. centers around the world at, at different oh, companies. Oh, dude, me too. <laughs> oh, did you? We'll have to talk. Yes. Wait a minute. I think we did mention this in my podcast for a second, and we, yeah. we never we never visited. But so that's what I did. And one of the uh, one of the centers uh, dealt with commercialism and dealt with um, b basically talking to people and finding out what they feel they got for their worth and stuff like mm. that. And it was scientifically proven. There's not a there. The jury's not out on this. It was scientifically proven that people who, you know, get something for an altered cost from somebody else, you know, all mm -hmm. things being equal, will feel differently about it. And it can even go the opposite way. Some people think I'm always like, oh, I want to do this because I don't want to, you know, the company, you know, maybe giving it a better rating. But what can actually happen too, and I'm sure this has happened with anybody out there, you get your hopes up and you buy a game, and it doesn't mean your hopes and you're worse on it. Right. Mm -hmm. So like if you got it for free, maybe you'd be like, eh, I got it for free. It's no it's not, you know, sunk cost fallacy. But for me, I, I, I looked at the science and I was like, there's just there is no jury out. And I've had PR people try to tell me behind the scenes. They're like, there's science proving that that's not true. And it's like, no, there's nothing proving that's not true. It yeah. is for sure true. And yeah. at that point, that's why I started looking at at price, because I was like, I'm going to tell you right now, man, I don't know about you. Never in my in the history of ever have I sat with a group of friends and they said, Carrick, what'd you think about Dragon's Dogma? And I said, it's a 5.8. That would make no sense in English. None. There is never a time in the history of ever I've said that to my friends. But what I have said is knowing financials said you might want to go see if you can rent it at Blockbuster or from Gamefly. Because mm -hmm. Gamefly still does rentals and Blue Box. Blue Box may have stopped. Um, but I would say that I would never ever and I never gave grade scores like what I'm not 12 that doesn't even make sense like nobody talks at anything I have I have a PS4 controller right here if somebody said what do you think of it I would say I would give them the positives and negatives and they would ask me the general next question do you think it's worth 60 not your version of 60 not my version but just do, do you think as a generic mm -hmm. is it worth 60 if that's the price and that to me sort of it just spoke to me and i was watching a lot of reviews prior to getting into it and ign was one of the ones that i actually watched and i like um ryan mccafferty dude mm -hmm. he's the xbox guy he mm -hmm. rocks but i was watching ign man and it dawned on me one day because i've also uh worked as a speechwriter, and i was looking at what they were saying and i was like oh this guy's not reviewing the game mm -hmm. and one of my friends was like what do you mean that's a review and i'm like, no no go listen to it again 
what he's doing is he's giving you an itemized list of what he's done. That's it. There's no actual anything oh. else. It's an itemized list of what he's done. Oh, it's eight hours. There's these, there's this, there's that. Mm -hmm. And there really isn't a lot of, you know, I felt that this worked with this, you know, which is why I cover sound, music, and voice too. Because we're in an era where people buy OSTs all the time and nobody was covering sound, music, and voice, which blew me away. So somebody would be like, hey, man, I got my brand new Final Fantasy OST. And I'll be all, oh, how did you even know to like that? How did you mm -hmm. even know it was like, did you? And, you know, sometimes it'd be like, well, I just bought it myself. And other times um, there's a couple websites that, you know, would review it off the side, but no, no big gamers were doing it. And I do have yeah. a history in music, so it was easier to talk about those things. But yeah, dude, it's a, it, and that it's changed even since I came in. So. And that's just, and it's one of the things it's like, in, you know, with my friends and with my, my uh, family, whatnot, I'm the same way when it comes to games, because I've never like the whole point system like how does one game get an 8.5 or 8.75 like what is the spectrum that we're working with right and i i go back to like when i was a kid back in the 90s i look at you know game pro magazine it was always it what's the fun factor you know yep. what's the game sound what's this and it's like modern reviewers now like it just doesn't feel like they do that like you got the major outlets and then even with other content creators and youtubers it feels like they focus so heavily on just a number or metric based system and i i've never understood that i've never like when i'm listening to a lot of these guys there's no energy in their voice when they're talking about the game and i'm like okay so is the game fun what are the right. positives like are you just you just have a script you're just reading off of it and it's it's frustrating so. I, I think also, especially when we look at these now and you look at the way game reviews are done and I, you know, just because it's fun for me doesn't mean it'd be fun for you. So my job is yeah. to say why I found it fun. Like, and, yeah. and uh, one of the positives I've always got is for the most part, I've had people be like, man, I don't like your fucking tone of voice. I don't like mm -hmm. you're this. I don't like that. And I'm like, okay, that's fine because there's people in real life like that I know that I don't like. So I'm yeah. okay with that kind of stuff. I'm just like, dude, I walk by a guy in the street. I'm like, yeah, I don't like you. You know, something about, <laughs> I probably wouldn't like you. And maybe you would, but people at least get to see me more and they make a decision. They're like, I don't like his stuff. And I'm like, that's exactly what you should be doing. That's exactly yeah. what you should be doing. And I think some people try to throw it as a negative, but it's like, that's not a negative. You are quite literally taking advantage of all of the things that are open to you and all of the avenues for information that are open to you. And that does mm -hmm. mean closing them on particular people. And my job is to make sure that whoever I can speak to and dude, I am, uh, you know, I, I do fairly good on big games, but I don't do well on small games. That's just the honest truth. I'll, mm -hmm. I'll cover a game. Well, it, it, to me, it's not, it's not big. So like I'll get a, a million views on a big game and I'll get, you know, uh, three, I got 30,000 on Falconeer. Mm. And I know it, this is not saying that other people wouldn't be happy with 30,000. What I'm saying is there's a delta there that you can see. Mm -hmm. You can look at that and go, there's a difference. And yet, as long as I describe what I find fun, even if I'm talking to a smaller group, I'm pretty okay with it. Like, mm -hmm. I, it, it, like it's one of those things where you're just like, you know what, this is, this is sort of what I like. And then people over time, they get to know you and then they, they hear surprise. I'm also passionate about games. I think they're fucking awesome. And so mm -hmm. like, there's cynicism, which we can certainly talk about, that can drag you down. But one of the things, to me at least, is that for every anthem, 
Mm -hmm. There's a falconeer or there's a uh, Kingsbird, which is I'm, I'm naming off a couple indies, but there's and then there's other triple A's I like too. like look at Ghost of Tsushima. So there's yeah, there there's enough out there that as long as I'm telling people what I find fun, trying to hit some good ones, trying to hit some bad ones, I probably won't ever lose passion. I hear people talk about getting burned out and I'm like, I could see getting burned out time wise, but yeah. this job is pretty busy but well as you know i don't think people realize what a call center is like i don't even no. think they even and i was an <laughs> operations manager and the call center manager so they paid me two wages which was great but it was mm -hmm. an 80 hour work weeks for about yeah. know, seven years and so coming into youtube i don't think i'll get i don't think i'll get burned out from covering games like it's a <laughs> lot but it's not that kind of a lot i mean i'm sure you remember but you, you know your head hits the pillow right and you're like Maybe you had some sexy time with your wife, whatever you're late. Mm -hmm. And you're like, this is great. And you get into that deep zone sleep where your brain, it's like a meteorite and you've been struck into the bed and then the phone yep. rings and they're like, yep. yeah. we've got a blah, blah, blah. And you're all, and your brain is like, I don't even, who, who the fuck called? Who are you? You know, are you, like I didn't order pizza and they're like, no, man, I need you to come into the office or we've got a, you know, an outage somewhere. Yeah. That doesn't, at least with YouTube, for the most part, that doesn't happen, <laughs> which to me, that's like the big the biggest change is not being on call all the time. Cause I was on call all the time. It was rough. Dude, dude, when I explained to people like my old job, cause like I, 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 I oversaw, um, all the call centers out here in Hawaii for like, uh, eight hospitals and about 60 clinics. Mm -hmm. So, and, and we're talking about each Island too. So I oversaw all those. I was on call 24 seven. I had 80 hour work weeks and People have no idea. Like when I explained it to them, like the stress of dealing with that, you know, dealing with uh, you have to have a meeting to have a meeting to have a meeting. Right. Yeah. Meetings you know, for dealing... meeting, meeting, meeting. Like yeah, in, in uh, uh, infrastructure building, site surveying, like people have no idea what goes yeah. into like call centers. And when I'm explaining it to people, they're like, oh, that's abnormal. How can you be, you know, how can you work, you know, those kind of hours? I'm like, I'm the primary. I'm the backup. I'm the on call. I'm the entire team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And some, you, you'll always get those people, especially who aren't accustomed to call center stuff in particular, who are like, "Well, you need to delegate." I remember a lot of my family, not the job. The job was usually fine because I would get mm -hmm. this shit done asap. But sometimes with like a family, they'd be all, "You know, can you delegate to do something this weekend?" And I would, I would always try to do family events, but I'm not a huge family event person anyway so it, mm -hmm. you know it wasn't like i missed all of those but when you when you're constantly hearing that from people like i would feel bad for a bit and then i'd be like you know what i sort of enjoy it like i i don't know how to man i like being i've always liked being the go-to person when something hits the fan i, I mm -hmm. the job prior to setting up call centers was in an emergency center and so you know mm -hmm. deaths and fires and and stuff like that and your brain gets wired yeah it does like i can tell my brain got wired for that it got wired for wanting like that uh, you know huge adrenal bump and sometimes you wouldn't get a dump until a two uh, and i don't mean a physical dump i mean an <laughs> adrenal dump you don't yeah. get an adrenal dump for a few hours <laughs> if not the entire day and uh, man i enjoyed it so there's positives and negatives i do miss my time i don't miss the politics uh, mm -hmm. Or dealing with somebody who doesn't know, you know, they're like yelling at a client support center person. And you're just like, seriously, dude, did you mm -hmm. hear the other end of this call? Like, 
at some point, what are we doing here? Like, if we're just going to hire people that, you know, everybody can just yell at, that's a that's one thing. But if you want to hire professionals, that's a completely different thing. And um, dealing with those sucked. But I do miss it sometimes. I miss, like, I, I miss <laughs> that just the huge adrenaline rush when something occurred at work. And that you doesn't happen with YouTube. Huh? Do you miss the pay? Dude. People don't even realize, like, I'm not Jake Paul, obviously. And mm. Money's not even a billionth of a billionth. And since I don't do uh, any sponsors, even the podcast, by the way, we just lost our podcast sponsors. And what? Uh, yeah, all of them dropped. We don't know why. I probably said something, like, because I'm always dropping F-bombs. I probably said something or whatever. But just two weeks ago, we lost those, too. And that was the little bit of income I was getting out of uh, when it wasn't, you know, YouTube stuff. And... Mm -hmm. uh, Dude, yeah, the amount I was getting, it, it was it was commensurate with the stress. I never once was like, I'm not worth this. Never. Yeah. But looking at YouTube and looking at, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, they pay, <laughs> I, like, depending on the job, obviously, you know. And I spent years as a call center in the in the trenches, too. I didn't just become management, man. It was like, you know, nine years of, of working in the trenches, too. Um, it, uh, yeah, pay pay can be good depending on who you're working for. Like in, in, in what you're doing yeah I, I have those moments where it's like i look back and i'm like god i miss that paycheck but then like like you said i'm the same as you like when it comes to the politics in the office i couldn't stand it yeah it's like i i over like oversee my my call center and plus having to build out the, the telephony architecture was a pain in the ass site surveying uh having to met like because our, our IT team was just stupidly small. Having to also manage, like, uh, user accesses and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like, it really got to a point for me that, you know, I, I'm the same as you. Like, that, that adrenal, like, that adrenaline rush, I kind of got addicted to it. Yeah, And right. And pe people don't understand that. Like, for me, I was doing that for years. Like, I, I've got the same amount, like, nine years as well in it. And so stepping out of that and coming to this, I can deal with it. Like when I tell people like, oh, I'm usually reviewing, you know, 10, 13 games a week. People are like, what? That's insane. Yeah. I'm like, no, that, that's work for me. The, the only thing is just the amount of work you're putting into it and what you're getting back from. It. Yeah. And right. it's like that that's the part for me that's just where I miss that paycheck. Um, and in there are times, like, especially like, share it with you i'll share it here you know my wife and i we're we're having a baby next month oh, not, not next month next year spread in the sea <laughs> taking over the world one baby at a time <laughs> right That's and awesome. it's like and it's like you know and that they're and thinking about that thinking about the baby on the way like I'm, insurance being paid by a company right right that's that's yeah. a bit even just like going in there if there's a free snack and you don't have to buy breakfast you know it's like there are <laughs> seven bucks that, that i don't have to worry about can, can that especially when you're gonna have kids that's gonna be it's gonna be different <laughs> yeah and it, it's like in, in just like getting her insurance like we we got her insurance because uh, she got laid off from her job uh, mm. she was a, a store manager for orthopedic shoe store uh she got laid off at the beginning of COVID. um back in i want to say end of march beginning of april she got laid off and she's been laid off ever since and so like having to scrounge money together to uh 
pay for her insurance. I'm actually going without insurance right. <laughs> just to cover her. And like people don't understand, like you, all that adds up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and con- you know, you're working. You know, they're taking. You know, companies take their their fair bit of skin too. But um, yeah, there's a couple things that are really nice about working for companies. You know, just depending on exactly what how your how your place is set up, dude. It's so weird. I've gone for so long without health insurance. It's crazy. I just recently got it. And because mm-hmm. I'm healthy, like, well, I wasn't when I was younger, but it's like I had, you know, a, tw- a 20 year span where it's just like nothing really, you know, even though I was doing martial arts and stuff, I didn't break any bones during that time, whatever. And mm-hmm. and, and if I had, I would have had to pay for them. And I went without insurance, which I know is stupid. Like, you don't want to go without insurance, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah like and and I, you know, not to get into a nation versus nation thing. That's just one thing about us is that, you know, for the most part you know, we have to pay for our insurances yeah. and that's, yeah, that's, that's the positive, but I got to tell you, bro, worked at, I worked at HP and they had Tuesdays and Thursdays snacks. And I got to tell you, I might have missed the snacks more than the fucking insurance <laughs> rolling in. So I'd roll in, I'm a early starter. So I'd wake up at three 30. I always wake up at three 30 AM. That's pretty much my thing. And mm-hmm. it, I work out and then I go to work. So uh, run, do whatever. So I would go in, you know, pretty hungry anyway, because there would always be like, whether it's, you know, doing martial arts or it's running or whatever. I'm always trying to do stuff. And I would go in and they'd have like old fashioned donuts, which I got to admit, there's got to be some chemical in old fashioned donuts other than the sugar that is just, (laughs) it just speaks to me. Old fashioned donuts are the shit. And they'd have, they would just put them out at the break stations, man. And you would just go with your friends. You Work didn't even start till seven. I'd be like an hour early and I would just scoop those sons of bitches up, man. And I'd just <laughs> sit them down at the table and just mow into those. Love those things. That's the one thing I miss. Snacks. Snacks at businesses. Yeah, and, and it's, um, I, we have a lot in common. I, yeah, I, I, I had this. forgotten. We had talked about the Paul Center <laughs> thing, but I'm almost 100% sure it was at the very end of the podcast. Where, yeah. you, where we like started talking about like old, old and and really discuss because mm. sometimes you don't you don't know also what to ask a, a a visitor. Yeah, you know you I mean you talk about it and you're like you know sometimes you don't know exactly how much even they know or their name is out there like your name's out there mine's out there but there's other people where their names aren't even out there and I've had to you know be all what do we call you oh call me <laughs> you know you know just the chugger 99 or whatever and i'm like all right i don't know what that means but okay that's the one we'll use and but you're never quite sure exactly what to ask so usually with my guests i'm always like tentative i know you so it's no big deal but it's like with like if if it was somebody brand new you're just sort of like what can i ask and you you have to touch around it and figure out exactly what somebody's open you know to discussing yeah but that's also fun you get to you get to meet people have you had those situations like when you've got a guest on your show where it's like <clears throat> you're struggling to get them to talk? Like, nope. When I really, oh god, I need I, to learn I, from I, you. Maybe I didn't <laughs> tell you this, dude. I've been so lucky. Um, either they, and I'm I'm a talkaholic, so I will. I'm very good socially at figuring out what somebody wants to talk about, even if it's not work and it's yeah. not like games. So, uh, if if I sniff that out. Like I, I have this sort of thing in my back of my head, sort of counting the words per minute. And I'm like, all mm. right, we're getting, you know, we're getting a little low. They don't want to regurgitate their stuff. Also, I think I do watch out who I invite, you know, yeah. there'll be a PR person or two who I'm like, well, I don't want them coming on the show to PR. Like I won't, yeah. I, we have to talk about other stuff. And I, I even have a little disclaimer. It's like, we will, we, you will be asked your opinions. You have to give them, or I don't yeah. want you on. There's been many who've been like, yeah, I'm probably not going to be able to do that. 
But uh, no, I haven't had it. I, I We've had bad audio, though. Dude, we had a guy who told me he lied to me, man. He did. I love him, by the way. But he had to have lied because he's all, I got great audio. Got no issues with audio. I'm like, okay, good. So I get my four people together doing the international podcast. We all jump in. He is no lie on mm -hmm. a note pad these are not the they're they're not the laptops they're the ones without the cd drives they were only yeah. popular for about five years they ran on like atom processors he's got that he's using the what? voice mic and he's no lie at a <laughs> at a bar in scotland during a, a soccer game or football game for you guys so what? they're in the background going like about every 30 seconds it'd be like Bleh! you just hear this screaming and he'd walk around and lose signal and i that one we still posted, but I was pretty upset because I was just like, dude, you told me you had good, you're like, like yeah. you don't need to come on. And he's like, yeah, I just decided to come down here and watch the football game while I talked to you guys. And I was like, yeah. So that's, that's probably my worst <laughs> when it comes to like the delivery and how it works. Other than Austin Wintry, by the way, who I love, composer, has done tons mm. of games. That dude's audio for the longest time was so shit. And he'd come on my <laughs> podcast because I'm friends with him. And I'd be like, Austin, come on the podcast, dude. Let's talk about what was it? Abzu. The, you're a swimming, yeah. dude, like a scuba diver. I'm like, dude, come on here. So he's like, yeah, man, I'll come on. And he gets on and he's, I don't know why, but he decided to do it from his eye, like his fucking, you know, generation one iPhone or whatever. And he's walking around the hall and it's shaking and it's like cutting out. And he's like, oh, I got to tell you something important. And he'd freeze. And then he'd be all <laughs> at the end. And we were like, we have no clue what he was saying. Have to. That Austin, I love you, man. And he's fixed his audio. He's on a podcast now and he's fixed yeah. it, but it was a disaster. It was, and we had him on, I'm pretty sure all three times was just hilariously bad. was hilariously bad, but you have to deal with it, right? Yeah, you do. Like I, I've, I, I, I haven't been interviewing like voice actors as much lately, but I've had a few voice actors like... I look absolutely out there, like uh, Kira Buckland from Near Automata. So I had her on, yeah, and there was so much hype. Like my audience was like super hyped for her to be on. They had all these questions, and no lie, and Kira, no disrespect to you, the worst guest I've ever had. And it's oh, why is worse. that? It's worse because like one was late, came on, to, like she's super mm. late. Uh, she didn't want to talk. First thing she told me before we started recording was, uh, can we um, make sure that we do this within like 10, we can do like 10 to 15 minute podcast. So I was like, okay, but I have questions that I want to ask you. She said, yeah, I have other engagements. I'm like, well, we can schedule. And oh, okay. And then when, when hmm. she came on, she just didn't want to talk at all. Like, I, well, that's it was, too bad. It, yeah. And it's like, it, it kind of, it, it's, uh, she's not the only one. There's been a couple other prominent voice actors that, have been that way too i've i've it's not as common but it's been a thing where i've run into that with voice actors and i'm like all right so you you're one you present yourself one way but this is how you are when you're not in well hey dude <laughs> a, a piece of advice for you on somebody to get on uh who's a voice actor who is probably to me at least one of the most impressive voice actors i've seen in a game is uh anthony ingruber ingruber he played 
Um, he played the Joker in the Telltale games, the Telltale Batman games. Mm -hmm. Younger guy um, looks just like a younger Harrison Ford. It is so creepy. And he's played Harrison Ford in the movies. He was a young Harrison Ford in one of Harrison Ford's movies. He's got pictures with him, all that stuff. And wow. he's been in a couple games, but he's always having, he's always on the outside. Like he's, mm -hmm. he's always trying, but you know, doesn't always get picked up for some of these games. He's in Lego games. He was the Joker, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, in one of the Lego games he's done, but his name's Anthony Ingruber and he's awesome. Cause he'll come on and do impressions. And he yeah. has, he has an impression. So good. Mark Hamill was teasing him on Twitter going like, I thought that was me. And I just forgot the, <laughs> what was being said. Like that is, it, he, he can spot on. And what was cool about him coming on, uh, what was that? John Doe, I think, is that character. In, mm -hmm. So he, he came on to Batman Telltale. It's a pretty cool interview. He came on and they said, um, we, we don't want you to be Joker right now. You're pre-Joker. And he said, well, let me do my own thing. And he did his own thing. And I'm telling you right now, I personally think it's the best version. Uh, like, it's my favorite Joker. Yeah, it's it's so good. It is such a weird take on and not weird as in pushes you away, but mm -hmm. a, a unique take. Yeah, you should have him on, man. He would love I'm sure he would love to come on. He's he's Definitely. always he's always trying to get, um, you know, into the game as much as he can. Definitely, man. Definitely. Um, yeah, I'm down to do that because, yeah, I mean, I, I've uh, I've had fun. Like the, the crazy thing, like with this podcast, like I've been doing it for five years. Uh, I've had the opportunity to. You know, this platform as a whole has been able for me to like meet and befriend a lot of people that I've yeah. been a fan of from years, from yourself to various voice actors, people in the industry, and more. And it's like it's been a crazy journey. Like that, there's like I said, there's some situations like the one cure buckling where I'm like, Ugh, okay, uh, but there's always like great opportunities. Like when I had um, uh, what's his name, David Hater on. Mm -hmm. God, that dude is, you need to have him on, dude. He's yeah, I, awesome. I, I, yeah, I probably should. You know, I steer clear of the bigger voice actors. Why? Because I've always felt there's a bit of a click there that I'm not comfortable with. And um, oh, yeah. not yeah. David. I, I do want to make sure that's clear. I actually don't. I just mentioned him because I think he's a, a great voice actor he's, and he's hugely popular. So I want to make sure people in no way, shape or form. And I wouldn't say it wasn't him if it was. But I think for I think there's a band of voice actors that it's not too difficult to sort of track seem to be a sort of a click. And it's like if yeah. you hire one, you're sort of hiring all of them. And knowing some side voice actors like you yourself, even though that interview didn't work out, not necessarily the biggest voice actress in the world. Mm -hmm. Like you find you hear some stories. Um, yeah. You know, of like especially because they're all you know they do have a guild slash you know union kind of thing and mm -hmm. that can be a little rough on who can get what jobs and stuff like that so i have yeah i've just steered clear of them um not in a hateful way but i also dude i'm pretty rough i mean like like i think my go-to for a while was oh look you know it's like I, well, I don't even want to say the actor's name, but I'd be like, it's so-and-so playing so-and-so is the same character he's in in every other game. You know, like mm -hmm. when I was covering voice and you, you know, you can guess who that is. But <laughs> the thing is, is I usually don't think it's the voice actors. Like knowing voice production and how that's done, it's usually the voice director who's the problem. Yeah. And, and it's usually not the voice actor, but if you're the one at the front, I don't say the voice, I don't usually say the voice producer is the cause of this. I'm like, dude, this is bad. Like Anthem, or not Anthem, I'm sorry, but uh, Avengers. 
had some oh, yeah. rough voices, ignoring that they weren't the main people you expect. There's a couple in there that you're just like, mm. like, throw, rub some dirt on it, man. You know, you, you, <laughs> right? You got to get some, you got some, get some grubbiness, something to ca capture people's ears. And if you don't, um, you know, you'll be Troy Baker. Sure. I like I like Troy Baker. He's awesome in some stuff, but in some stuff, I you know remember when they used to say Jack Nicholson is phoning it in, or mm -hmm. um, or Harrison Ford, it, especially Bruce Willis. I should remove yeah. those two and say Bruce Willis. <laughs> Bruce Willis is the one that everybody's like, dude, that guy's phoning it in, right? He ain't even <laughs> acting now, dude. Bruce Willis will show up to almost any movie just in his fucking whitey tidy shirt from Die Hard and just be like, you guys CGI it out. This is my favorite shirt, and he's just him. <laughs> And it, 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 there's no acting. And there were times with like, you know, maybe people are nervous about telling these guys what to say. But I, mm -hmm. I got to deal with the hitman um, uh, voice actor. Uh, his name escapes me right now for some reason. Damn it. I, I remember that. Yeah. But yeah, I did an interview with him and he was amazing. And remember, he's only really been one thing. Like hitman. Yeah. But it was cool to I, I would be like, how do you rub dirt on it? If you're in there and you're supposed to be Hitman, how do you do it? And he's like, well, they don't allow for a lot of this, but I can do this and that. And it was cool to see somebody work within the structure of, of that character trying to do something versus a lot of people who have no structure and still don't appear to try mm -hmm. it all. And you're just like, how did, how, how did we not find Joe Blow on the street who could do a better job you know, voicing this character? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't want to diss on people too much because that's not my job. And again, I think it's the audio director. I it's almost never the voice actor. Yeah, no, but it was very true about the whole click. Um, so it, it, it's it's really interesting how there is a click when it comes to voice actors. Like, of course, you know there is the union and whatnot that they have. But um, I mean, it, it, there's a click in a, in I guess you can say like a positive and negative way. Like I've been on especially this year uh, a couple months ago i actually had a voice actor a <sighs> i'm gonna dance carefully around this because i don't want to stir it up again but i had one try to cancel me and it's crazy because i thought we were cool i thought we were friends and because i went on someone else's show and apparently they didn't like that person and they also didn't like the fact that last year I interviewed the voice actor for Broly, you know, the one, uh, Mignana, all that drama. So because I interviewed him, they're like, oh, you're siding with, I stand with Vic, you know. Oh, da, 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 da. gotcha. And gotcha. I'm over here like, I'm a interviewer. Yeah. I have, like, I have no say in the game. So because I did that, I became public enemy, enemy number one, a lot of voice actors. And, um, when you talk about the click, it's a very real thing. It's yeah. very real. And I've seen how um, how bad that can get, how toxic that can get. And so uh, what I did is, because for the longest, my show was just interviewing podcasters, oh, not podcasters, uh, voice actors. So I just shifted gears away from it. Yeah, and right. some of the more uh, prominent ones that I've interviewed, like, you know, from Ruben Langdon, who's... Ruben Langdon, uh, Dante, for those who are watching, uh, that's one of my best friends, which is crazy. I grew up a fan That's very of him, cool. Yeah. But he's, he's one of my best friends. He's got a key to my house, comes out here every summer. Well, not this year. He didn't get, he was actually out here and then the 
quarantine happened, but uh, he's one of the ones who's he just does a job and he gets away from it. Yeah, right, right. You know, and, well, it's sort of like the call center stuff <laughs> we were talking about with the politics. Yeah, you know, and it yeah. does happen. And you know, I'm talking out my ass because it's like you never know. Also, you know what happens in you know your output can be adjusted for money reasons as well somebody may say oh you, you're not going to get 10 takes you know you could be the george lucas of directors where the dude's like all he cares about is the actors are alive yeah like george lucas is one of those directors who just doesn't give a shit how it sounds he wants to mm -hmm. show something and and he would do that a lot of times he'd just be like oh it's good enough and people about like, no that's a first take nah that's good enough so that's that's <laughs> possible too um but what i'm hoping for what i'm hoping for is the lack of travel causes you know a, a sort of the, sort of blossoms not mm -hmm. a positive from it because that always sucks to say that but i i would like to see some of the side actors some of the side gig people get a couple more jobs because even discussing it with a couple you know folks i'm like dude because i deal with a couple of people on pr a couple of people who are doing a kickstarter and they'll be like yeah what should i do blah blah, blah. And i'm like well if you can you know go for a middle voice actor who you know is going to be good but don't mm -hmm. don't spend your wad on you know, on this or that, because I have consulted yeah. on a couple and it, you know, usually they have done it and it's actually worked out really well for one. Cause they were known for that. But you also wonder, you know, how much, I mean, how much time and money is spent and then, and then everybody throws that kind of stuff away. Like with Avengers, I bet you nobody other than me and, you know, 10 of the people who watched me really cared if their voices were off, but I was like, dude, the voices, you know, they were, they were good and bad at times, but it's just like, yeah. I know that I'm speaking to a much smaller demographic. So, and that's just like you, if you're doing, voice actor interviews unless you get a voice actor right who is a superstar mm -hmm. it's, they're not very big anyway you know like yeah. th th right now it's just you know there's only a couple who are massive yeah what we need yeah. dude what we need to do is we need to start in like it, like interviewing influencers like kardashians and shit be like dude we'll do it we'll do like we'll call it we'll call it something dirty like the Casanova <laughs> and Carrick double team podcast or whatever. And we'll be like, Chloe, <laughs> Chloe Kardashian or whatever her name is. Come on, man. Let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about your personal life. If you guys yeah. see me doing that, by the way, feel free to look me up on Google, find where I live and come and punch me in the face. If you see me like interviewing an influencer like that. Oh, okay. So, so we got to talk about it. What is, what is your thoughts on this whole thing of influencers? How do you feel about that? Oh, I, yeah, I don't even believe that's a real thing. If you create, you're an influencer. If you influence things, it's because you created stuff. So, like, mm -hmm. when you get a journalist or whatever who's like, I'm a journalist. Nope. Nope. You do journalistic activities, that's for sure. And in those particular avenues, when you're doing journalistic stuff, you're a journalist. But if you're, like, on a podcast, that mm -hmm. podcast is an influencing podcast, blah, blah, blah. If you have followers, you're influencing. But... You can also be a reviewer. And what bothers me is when there's like three embargoes and they'll be like, this is embargo for streamers doesn't bother me as bad because a lot of times those will be later and they'll be like, you can stream one, you know, but you still see that difference. But currently and recently I saw a couple that were mind blowing and I just refused the game because they mm -hmm. were like, oh, you know, influencers are here, reviewers are here. And I'm like, listen, I am a reviewer. In fact, IGN or these companies you consider like journalistic reviewers do far more videos than I ever do. And mm -hmm. many of them only have one or two people. I don't even mean just IGN. I'm talking about others. They have maybe one or two people. They're still doing maybe a, a video every single day. So that's mm -hmm. an influencer slash content creator. And so what happens is category, categories were created 
and I've talked to a couple of PR people, and this is basically true, but they were created so that you could filter out the people you didn't want getting hands on something early. Mm -hmm. You know, whether you couldn't control it or not, or whether you didn't trust them to do due diligence. Because, man, I ain't telling you there aren't a bunch of people who are just scumballs out there playing a game for like 10 minutes and being all, this game is terrible, you know, and do yeah. And you're just like, dude, <laughs> dude. And, and it's, you know, because of embargoes, sometimes it can't be shown for video, you know, video reasons or whatever. Um, mm. I leave a lot of hints. Like I have a lot of secrets in my review. There's, I would say almost every review I've ever done has three like secrets. And that mm. used to be a thing as like Easter eggs. It would be, you know, a repeated you know, my face in a frame or so, like just joking stuff. But a lot of times I'll, you know, drop a hint about the ending or something so that people know I got there, you know, uh, because you, you're not allowed to show it almost any review. They'll be like, dude, don't show after chapter four, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But you will get people who are doing it and they're all, yeah, there's no swords in this game or whatever. And you're all, dude, at the second level, you get a sword. What are you, what are you talking about? Like, of course you got, how would you ever even say that? And, you know, it's i saw something that was quite dirty one time it's pretty much all been removed but it was pretty crazy where it was like wrong information was in a review the mm -hmm. developer was like we need you to take it down and the person was all pay me for the lost time uh when my take my video down and they were all um but it's wrong completely wrong and they're like yeah well you need to you need to pay me um, and if you if you claim me, I'll sue you. And it was just like this. I mean, and the developer that was before I even really was big at all. But I knew mm -hmm. a bunch of people in the industry um, smaller, you know, who were like working on engines or stuff and just talking to them. And I, I was like listening to this story and just being like, damn, man. So it's it's not just one sided. There's shit balls on every side. Right. Like that's life. You just try to go out there and deliver as much as you can and hope people like it and trust you. Trust is all you've got. Yeah, Once that goes it, away, you're gonna be screwed. No, no, it's very true, and it's it. And this is definitely behind the scenes stuff for you guys who are who are watching and listening because it's one of the things that, especially as I've gotten more, you know, over the years, gotten more into reviewing games and you know working. I've worked my way from you know indies because indies will work with anyone because they don't have the PR budget, right. To to now like working with AAA companies, which it's still surreal for me. But it's funny how when I see other people who are doing reviews, like there are a lot of people out they'll put out a review and I'm over here like, did you really actually play that game? You know, did you play more than like, like you said, like 10 minutes or so before you threw out something? Because a lot of people do that. And, mm -hmm. and it's, it's crazy seeing that, you know, in this industry where it's like, you would think like, do we all love the game? Like, do we all love gaming as much? Man, it's like a no, lot of people. No, just, dude, just, come on. Come on. And, I mean, and that stuff happens, and since I can't, I always tell people I can't see what they're doing. They can't mm -hmm. see what I'm doing. I can see that, like, what they said was wrong. Like, that's that's yeah. why that's the farthest I'll go. Because I just, dude, like, of all the things in the world that truly matter, video game reviews are probably one of the least likely to matter in your life. They are. Yeah. Like, they just don't matter. I have a cancer. Cancer matters. I'll worry about yeah. cancer. I'll worry about my teeth falling out. I'm not going to worry about... Like if somebody dislikes or, or 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 if I even feel like something's going on weird with the video because I wasn't there. And in fact, I learned I was already sort of like that, but I learned that from Total Biscuit because he and mm -hmm. I had some exchanges that were pretty testy. And that was me being a jackass. And he was nice enough to help me 
about a mm -hmm. half a year later with the one of the multiple streams of YouTube demonetizations. And mm -hmm. we're, you know, they were just snappy. They were snippy. And that's because at the time, you know, like he was a certain size, I was growing, and I think he was seeing an overlap there. And he was the British guy who talked a certain way, and I was the American guy who talked a certain way. I'm assuming that's sort of how it, how it played out. Mm -hmm. But once I started talking to him, I sort of realized that, like, you can't see into somebody's life too much. And yeah. um, he explained some things to me. We talked, and he reached out and helped me. And that's one of the first things. Like, I was already dealing with whoever I liked. You know, you got to pick your battles and who you like. And, and if yeah. you want to reach out. And there were some people I already liked. I'd already started doing little things with um, Dreamcast Guy. I think by then I had done one or two things with Skill Up. Uh, Maddie, no, maybe not Maddie mm -hmm. by then, but there was you know people I would touch base with, and I, I sort of liked their stuff. Johnny from Happy Console Gamer, dude's yeah. fucking awesome, and uh, and I've never once done a video with him. By the way, I just talked to him behind the scenes, and I just like him a lot. Um, <laughs> never met him, not never talked to him verbally, but that's how that's how much I like him. Um, mm -hmm. So I can, you can't read, you can't see too far into somebody's life, but at the same time, um, like having having Total Biscuit explain some stuff to me, I was. I think that's what taught me to be like, I just eased off a little bit. I was like, all right, I get it. Like some, cause some of the stuff I was saying was, it was never mean, but it was snipey, you know, and he'd be mm -hmm. snipey back to me and, or it was subtext. What is it called? Subtweeting, you know, mm -hmm. where there'd be a little like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Or you'd be on a forum somewhere and somebody say something. And then once I got to know him, I was like, oh shit, you know, like it, it's nothing. Yeah. And one of the things that was explained to me one time by, of all things, my old sensei, he had, he had told me, he's like, you do realize, and I think this is a saying from the movies, but he said, everyone is an actor in everybody else's life. Mm -hmm. Like you're the only person, everybody else is a walk-in extra. Like you're the only one who's within that camera 24 seven. So there's a good chance that you're missing some things. You know, there's a good chance that you're probably not, you know, picking up on stuff. And that's another reason why, like, I don't even know how some of these companies work anymore. Because when I started, man, IGN was raw. But, you know, Ryan, I, I watch his stuff. And when he talks about things, I'm like, I can get it. But then other people do. And I'm like, what? Is, what are they talking about? Like, why would they even bring that up? Or why would they cover a game that was 60 hours in a three-minute review? Like, how do you even do that? Yeah. So, I... <laughs> but I, I guess that's, I'm wrong, right? Because they're doing well. Yeah. So I guess I'm wrong. You know, they, whatever they're doing, they're doing it right. So, and, and that's the other thing, like with how, uh, you know, your your videos, like you, you cover a, a wide spectrum of games on your reviews. How do you manage your time? Because I know you're always working on something. Yeah, I'm pretty much always working. Uh, the, the only skill I think I took from the call center job, well, other than like focus, um, is scheduling. Mm -hmm. So like... I don't think people realize when you're scheduling people, man, uh, especially for a call center, you have to figure out how can you get the maximum efficiency before their efficiency drops? How many calls can somebody take? How much work can they do um, before their efficiency drops, uh, before their mm -hmm. happiness drops? Because you do want happy people there. Like, at least I did. We put together pretty good call centers. It was like we mm -hmm. hired professionals. We didn't go anywhere else. It was like we hired professionals for that spot. They weren't just doing call center stuff. They do research. And scheduling is what i took into this so for me i find and the 80 hour work weeks mean i still feel like i do less like somebody asked me do you play more games now or or less and i'm like oh less because when i used to work i would have to focus my game playing time in this little pigeonhole of time because mm -hmm. i'd work 80 hours and that pigeonhole would be 15 hours 
And that's mm -hmm. another thing. Uh, I don't need sleep. So I will, like, um, if somebody gives me a game, I can usually, uh, 24 hours, I did a 24 hours let stream for No Man's Sky, which is not an enticing game, especially day one it released. And I was mm -hmm. able to do 24 hours. I'm, I'm pretty good up to 24 hours. So, like, I'll just play games for a long time. And a lot of people be like, oh, that's, you know, you shouldn't do that for, you know, this or that. And I'm like, I do that anyway. I was doing that prior. Like, if I got a game and I wanted to play it a long time, I don't have any restrictions that artificially pop up, you know? Like, mm -hmm. that, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So, m mostly, you have just, say, scheduling time and uh, an abundance of extra energy. Because, like, I'm in the Discord. I was in the Discord at 2 a.m. this morning. And people are like, what the fuck are you doing? You left at 11 p.m. <laughs> I'm like, yep, I got my three hours. We're good. What are, we doing? what are we doing? It's just the way it is. I'll probably stroke out during a podcast, but whatever. Shit happens. Yeah, because this, um, you know, with uh, everything that's coming out, like I, I know with mm. uh, a lot of the AAA games that are dropping, yeah. you, know, we, you and I were both working on a lot of them, and it's like people think that, or at least like I've gotten it from a lot of people I know and sometimes from my audience as well. It's like, oh, you know, you have time to do this or you want to, you know, relax or play on this game. Or if I say like, oh, I'm working on this, 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 and this, and they're like, oh, we'll take time off. I'm like, I can't. I have deadlines. I have embargo. Yeah, right. And it's like, you, you, you know, I, I'm glad you said you do scheduling because that's one of the things my wife really drilled into me uh, when I first started content creating about five years ago. She's like, schedule, schedule your time out. And I've been doing that. And it's, it's, um, if I didn't have a schedule of, okay, I'm going to review this, I'm going to work on this, I'm going to edit it this time, I'm going to do this at that time. If I didn't have that, I don't think I could do it. Especially when you're you're getting these 30, 40, 60 hour games, you really have to put the time into those. You do, but I think there's two lies in the industry that okay. we're going to break right now. Boom. On this Hawaii's number one podcast, we're going to break this wide open. Do I'm it. just joking. We're not. I've said it multiple <laughs> times, but I hate this. Fucking devs lie through their teeth about how long a fucking game is. Yes, they fucking they lie. They will. Yes, they I do. will get their goddamn PR statement. I'll be like... It's a 65-plus-hour immersive sim that's massively epic. And I'll be like, nah, it's I bet you it's 25 hours. And you go in, and that, that bastard recorded their time walking across the map like a goddamn World War II minesweeper in the ocean. Just going, like, <laughs> right? Like you're playing the world's worst game of fucking Battleship. It's like, no, that's not your fucking game. And what, one of the things I do when I play to review, I, I review organically, meaning if something mm. interests me, it interests me. And if it doesn't, I tag it and tell people why it didn't. So, like, if there's mm. a, for example, Witcher 3 had some quests I wasn't a fan of. So I'd just mm -hmm. be like, they didn't capture me. You know, I did a, I did a couple. And then I was like, that's ah, quest chain sort of shit. I don't want to do this, but I do want to do this one. And you explain that. You don't have to 100% something because that'd be ridiculous. Um, and I also think that's also forcing it. And it becomes a weird thing. Um, mm -hmm. you know, at some point it's uncomfortable, but dude, they lie so much, man. They, dude, they lie so much. I'll, I get so mad because almost every one of them says two things, 100 plus hours, or it's the dark souls of blah, 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 blah. It's the dark souls of solitaire games. And I'll be like, Jesus. And by the way, I'm the first one to say, you can use that comparison. A comparison is nothing more than an easily laced amount of information that most people will understand in a quicker time frame. So I could sit here and say, first, let me describe to you what a Dark Souls game. Fuck that. I'll say it's like the Dark Souls or it has a Dark Souls feel, right? Even though yeah. I'm saying this right now. But what happens with developers is they use that as the tagline. And yeah. that does bother me because that the Dark Souls of means nothing. Is it Dark Souls 1? 
two, three. Do you really mean Dark Souls or do you mean Bloodborne? Is it offensively stratified or is it something where maybe there's a, you know, a dual parts of the focus bar and the break like you might have in Sekiro? Mm -hmm. um, come on, man. Come on. And massively immersive <laughs> epic. Like if I see that shit, that's why I have the fake commercials I always do. And one of them is, is me selling my own game called Karakening. And it's just me talking about it being like massively immersive, epic, unbelievably incredible, because that's all they do. They just string, go to Amazon and look at like a battlefield game and mm -hmm. tell me that isn't an adjective slash noun slash verb generator. They've just hit a button on and typed in like, I want giant to be used. I want amazing to be used. And these guys are reviewing their own games, by the way. Have you noticed that? They'll be like, yes. <laughs> this this game it's not like batman saying it was game of the year and no one gave it game of the year and that became the big joke but no lie they'll review it in the pr they'll be like uh so this is a dark Souls style 200 plus hours of the most amazing bubble and i'll, I'll tell you if it's amazing <laughs> like i'm on the review list i'll tell you if it's amazing you don't tell me if it's amazing you know be like here's why we're excited here's here's why we think it's amazing that's fine but don't review it early like it's it's so dis it's just disingenuous man something about yeah. it is just so corrupt when i see that luckily a lot of them don't a lot of them are so cool that's the thing is like it can come across negative but also when you look at all the positives there's so many people i've met or um or cool situations and a lot of myths that have be de been debunked like the old man there's a bunch of those myth of like oh the game the game's review code is only available the day prior because it's a shitty game. First of all, we've had stellar award-winning titles where that has been the when the review code is done. Review code, yeah. there's a thousands reason. Is that possibly one of the reasons impacting the timing of the review code? Absolutely, for sure. But it's only one, and it may not even be one that's come up prior to them choosing to delay the review code. For example, mm -hmm. State of Decay 2, a game I enjoyed but technically mm -hmm. it was a bit shit and didn't uh, didn't review well had it three fucking weeks prior so you're trying to tell me that that rule only applies to the day prior and it doesn't apply to people saying we don't want you seeing our code no because mm -hmm. microsoft will just be like man here's state of decay three weeks prior play it as much as you want say what you want god damn man like some of that or then you get like death stranding where they controlled everything and they gave people thousands of dollars of stuff. And I'm still under the, I still firmly believe that sometimes that affected some of the reviews I saw and, and some of the snippiness that went back and forth between some of those people is because they were just flooding them with stuff. And yeah, that, that's sort of the darkness there. But at the same time, like I said, there's a lot of positives getting to play the games early, uh, getting to see, you know, I, I think one of the cool things is getting to see engines come early, uh, like Unreal or because, or, dude, when I was growing up, I had to hack Baldur's Gate one with like, mm -hmm. you know, command code and shit so that you could inject a texture so that, you know, Boo had a fucking blue cod piece or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's it took a bunch of steps. And now, you know, if you've got Unreal or you've got something on, you know, one of those engines, you can go in there, you can replace textures, you can you can do all this crazy shit. That, that alone is a huge plus to me, to see how some of these things come about. Mods in games. When I yeah. grew up, you could mod a game and fuck up your PC. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, dude, there were games that would, would put the files on the C drive, and one game I got, Pool of Radiance, the original, would write it into the system on accident. And so it'd go into the system drive, and when you uninstalled it, it'd uninstall your Windows, and then you'd reboot, and you'd be like, you're screwed. So there's a lot of positive there. You know, we see a lot of that. Uh. It, it, it is isn't that insane like 
back like when we were growing up to now how mainstream gaming has gotten like you never would have thought back then it would be what it is now i wouldn't have but i will tell you this i think i got lucky because i was huge when i was in middle school mm -hmm. so because i was six foot in fifth grade and so i never got Damn, shit for like yeah <laughs> dude i was huge i was huge and uh i had scoliosis bad like bad um oh but i was growing up i was i whatever i liked no one gave me shit probably because i was massive Mm -hmm. And so I like D and D I play, I'd role play. like we'd at lunchtime, we'd have a bunch of people and know what? I never got the negative of those particular nerd elements that only now people are celebrating. It just didn't mm -hmm. come up to me. It did come up to my friends. And I do remember hearing friends talk about it, but because they were friends with me, there wasn't, you know, there wasn't that much of a big issue. People just sort of got accustomed to it. And then, you know, as you get older and everybody sprouts up and grows to your, to your height people just sort of remember you still as the big guy and I, I never got shit for that so i mean it's big and it's cool but i never my parents were totally fine with it my parents were fine with dungeon and dragons they were fine with video games i so there wasn't a big stigma i i think the biggest thing is communication about it because i remember waiting for game informer or not game informer mm -hmm. uh game fan diehard game fan you'd mm -hmm. wait a month to get the new magazine and i think that ability to talk to people like discord is crazy now like that's yeah. what's cooler is you can get and it's cynical too but it's cool to be able to, like me and you dude you and i talking when i was growing up would have been pen pals yeah cursive by the way my mom and dad yeah. would have been like what are you doing you're not writing in basic you need to write in cursive <laughs> dude you don't write to hawaii's number one podcast in fucking you know in your chicken scratch shit you you, you cursive that my mom was big into that shit man she was yeah. like she had us reading and writing when we were young and she was like cursive that motherfucker so it, that's cool right the co communication is awesome like i said it can be negative but it's it's so fucking cool to know that you're in hawaii right now like yeah. and i'm in oregon we're closer you know tsunami will hit us both right mm -hmm. but you got like i my podcast has two uh, uh austria norway austria or sweden or norway silver's gonna be mad because i can't remember where he's from and then johnny's in london and i'm in oregon and we're all sitting there talking about games with no time delay you know there's it's, something magical about that. There's it, it, it's so to it's me that's mind blowing. Yeah, it's mind blowing. Like the fact that we're in an age where we can communicate with people around the world in an instant. Yep. It's it's so. <laughs> I think when it comes down to also, um, like how mind blowing some things are. Mm -hmm. For me, it's, you know, you'll see some people say, oh, games are bigger or longer. I, you know, not really, because I grew up playing like Bard's Tale on the Apple II, which was like 80 hours, you know. But it was 80 mm -hmm. hours of the same fucking hallway, you know, with a pixelated dude who like has one animation for one claw hand, like a Tyrannosaurus, mm -hmm. and be like, scratch, scratch. Uh, so those things have improved. But I don't, I also don't have that sense of nostalgia like a lot of people do either which is weird because i i was just in a conversation a couple days ago and people were like man remember the genesis and i do remember playing those games but i remember it for the friends because my friends yeah. are in my discord my real friend like life friends that that i've known physically uh and and have worked with they're also in the patreon discord so i have real friends that i've known and then you know the the people on discord and I more am attuned to like memories of being with friends than I am the games or like, you know, something like that. I, 
like somebody will talk about N64. What's that? Mario Kart. They'll be like, oh, Mario Kart, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I can't remember Mario Kart as much as I can remember maybe my friends and I playing yeah. it. And, and yeah. you know, somebody doing something stupid. I'm, I think I'm just more social in that in that aspect. And I don't remember the the games so much. A couple. No. But no, that makes what sense. What was your first system? Ari 2600. Me too. Dude. Dude. <laughs> People just don't get it, man. That was the fucking... And by the way, if you ever hear some jackass say, no, man, I just released a video. Somebody was like, Ghost of Tsushima made it so that Assassin's Creed Japan should never come out. And I'm like, fuck you. You can have multiple games in the genre. If we believed that, I would have stopped at Asteroids. Because mm -hmm. that game was sweet. That game was awesome. Asteroids, Combat, and Joust, if we believe that kind of shit, we would never have upgraded from the Atari 2600. Because yeah. those games were pure game. There wasn't, fuck, dude, there was, like, the title screen, you, you just, it was just there. There was no options. Mm -hmm. It was like, hit a button and hope, baby. It's all on you, <laughs> right? You didn't even, they didn't even tell you what buttons did what half the time. It was like, no, you had, a, and you had the little booklet that you'd get, charge 2600 cartridge, and you'd look, and it'd be like, button A flaps wings. That's it, because that's, you had one button. Yeah. That was, uh, that's all they gave you, right? They were like, yeah, we could give them three buttons, but we don't think they're worth it. We're going to give them one. Atari 2600 was the bomb when it came to, like, straight game. Just go for it. That's, that's mm -hmm. what you're playing at this exact moment. I, I, I definitely dug that. Did you, were you a Genesis or a SNES fan? Or both? Um, growing up, I was more of a uh, SNES person SNES. just because my, uh, my family, I don't know why, we just gravitated towards Nintendo more. Like, gotcha. I think for my parents, the issue that they had with Sega was every fucking peripheral that Sega came out with. They couldn't right. keep up with it. They're like, wait, okay. So, because I remember when they were going to do Genesis, and then they're like, you know, because we had already had the Super Nintendo, yeah. and they were going to get us to Gen Genesis. Then they're in, they saw, like, down the road, there's the all the add-ons, the Sega CD, the 32X, all that other shit. And my parents are like, no, the, the Super Nintendo is just, that's just one thing. We're just going to stick with Nintendo. Yeah. And two, and I think a lot of the younger people don't understand this either, because it's only three platforms minus cloud gaming but back then you had a lot of companies come and go yeah. and it's like as a parent i can't i can't imagine being a parent back then and also not knowing about gaming or understanding it, or seeing know? like the the violence on because genesis was always okay with blood and stuff and i'm yeah. sure some parents were like remember mortal kombat changed it to lime green yeah. Kool-Aid kind of thing they were like yeah you know lime green blood so i can see a lot of parents just being like yeah, you know, yeah, we're not, you know. My parents were pretty cool about it. I, I remember that conversation in the D and D because I was doing Dungeon Dragons, and my mom was like, "Do you think it's real?" I was like, "No, I'm not a fucking idiot." I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> She's like, "Well, you're playing with swords." I'm like, "I'm, dude, I'm eight. Like, do you want me to get a job now?" I, none of that made sense. And I, this is the way I talked to my mom. She used to be like, "Man, when you get snippy, you were like an adult when you were like seven. You would be like." What? logically that makes no sense i was a little vulcan i was just like this fucking makes no sense and then they said do you think you can fly and i'm like i have no clue where this conversation is going but no i'm not what the no it's not real and from that point on D, &D games that was fine because they knew they they knew that i was well adjusted enough that like you know i didn't believe any any of mm -hmm. that stuff and i wasn't going to be altered by a game like that like it was Mortal Kombat wasn't going to make me suddenly want to go and fucking, you know, 
inject claws like Baraka and try to fucking or Baraka's Street Fighter isn't he? No, Baraka is no, no, Mortal he, Kombat. He's Mortal yeah. Kombat. Yeah. Who's who's Street Fighter? Who's the green guy? Uh, Blanca. Blanca. Oh, I was close. Both bees. Blanca was yeah. cool though, man. I didn't have a SNES. I went over to a friend's house and he had. I had not played Street Fighter. And I remember mm -hmm. he had Street Fighter, and I like to be um, Fatty McFatterson. By the way, favorite characters in games are the fatties, sumos, always. <laughs> so Virtual Fighter, fatty. I had to be the sumo in Virtual Fighter 3 when that came out, and they, they added him. But in Street Fighter, E-Honda was the shit. And I'd lose all the time because he's not the greatest. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember him and the green guy and just being like, what the fuck? This game is so wild. There was so m That game was so ahead of its time when you look mm -hmm. at, like, it it went from Streets of Rage style, just walking, and then Data East did. They did a couple games. I don't remember the names, but they were trying to do the fighting thing, and then suddenly you have Street Fighter, and you're just like, "Holy shit!" It was yeah. awesome, awesome yeah. time to live. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy seeing how like it, it's, it's funny because I hear a lot of people talk about how much more creative games were back then, and people were innovating. I'm like, if you really were to, to stop and assess it, back then, there was a lot of copycat. Like, yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> there was a whole shit ton of that. Yeah. I mean, look at SNK and Capcom. They were constantly yeah. copying Data each other. Data East, Konami. Yeah. Um, some of these companies got, like, you know, legit sued for, mm -hmm. for multiple. Yeah. Uh, you also see the same thing, which just infuriates me. Maybe because, like, you get to know people. Well, you sh anybody should know this. But you have the thing where people are like, holding up you know indies like simba and the lion king and they're like oh. mm -hmm. they're like this is perfection triple is terrible and i'm like dude i know a lot of people who work on both here's some shit balls on both and there's some awesome people on both you know and usually then that conversation breaks down into well they might have more creative blah 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 and it's like yeah they may have more creative juice but maybe the triple a allows them whatever juice gets through allows them to spend money and make mm -hmm. it look cooler or or be more dynamic you know whatever it's like it, uh, a lot of people like to truncate everything and pretend one quick explanation is going to, you know, is going to fix it all. And yeah. it's just like, no, nah, I don't think so. Usually there's a lot more gray in there than black and white. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the things I definitely want to dive into with you. Uh, so, and, you know, we're out, we're an hour into this and I, I'm shocked I didn't ask this. What was the decision for you to get into YouTube content creating podcast? I got laid off. What? Yeah, I had, I you mean into YouTube fully? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I did a couple reviews and they were doing well, but I I'm absolutely sure I would have never taken the the jump because my paycheck was so good. Mhm. Mm I'm old job. So, I got laid off and I I had paid for my wife to go through school. Mhm. Mm and we talked about it and I was like, yeah, I paid for her to go through school and she's like, "Well, do you want, you know, to use some of your retirement because I I I it was one of those retirements you can't roll over. It was like, they're going to pay you, pay it out. So we had some money. So, and so I just looked at it and I was like, yeah, I'll just go ahead and do it. And I did it. And that was pretty much, that was pretty much it. There hasn't really been a stoppage to it. You know, there hasn't been a time where I'm like, eh, there's been times where things hit hard. Like Total Biscuit helped me out with demonetization. I get demonetized so much. It's ridiculous. It's like mm -hmm. a battle, and I can't even track it sometimes. Why? Even even Total Biscuit did help me. He talked to people at YouTube on my behalf to be like, "Is there an algorithm out there that like we don't know about that's only trapping this fucking bearded fool? Like, is there an anti-logger 
kind mm-hmm. is there some anti-logger rule on YouTube and he looks too much like he's out there cutting wood? I have no clue. But yeah, I got laid off and it was just like I looked at what I was able to do. I've done life coaching, I've taught martial arts. There were some of those that came up. Mm-hmm. And I could have done, you know, more call center stuff. Uh, I could have returned to probably my old job, but it was like, oh, you know, let's see how this goes. And I remember I had 200 subscribers. This was heart-wrenching, by the way. I had 200 subscribers. Mm-hmm. And a video did so well that YouTube was like, your video has done too well. This is how long I've had troubles with YouTube. You Different channel. They were like, you've done so well that we don't mm-hmm. think it's possible. So we think you've done something. They didn't say bots. They didn't say views. They were like, we think, and this was back at 200 subscribers, like only a month into the, the game. And I remember having to change channels, make a new channel, and feeling like gut sick from it. Being like, I'm going to lose. You know, I'm never going to get those 200 back. Yeah. And that's one of the things I always keep. Like whenever anybody asks me, they're like, oh, you know, like, why haven't I changed much? And it's because I, I'm pretty good with my memory, and I remember that day on purpose. I'll be like, remember that day. Remember what it felt like to have 200. And, and just be like, this is it, man. This is going to suck. And having to watch those people go away. And then I was telling all my friends, I was like, hey, man, can you subscribe to my channel? I had to switch channels. I had to do this. I had to do that. Because I started out doing Arma uh, mm-hmm. or Sla- Operation Flashpoint um, mod videos. That's how I started YouTube. Mm-hmm. Before, uh, Because I, there, I was good with a certain mod and making mods for it. And that's how I sort of started, started out. And then I think it was Destiny 1 was my review that went so well that they were like, it's impossible. There's no way, because I, and I think what they were really mad about, because I was young, I don't remember reading, you know, what they sent me as a claim. I think what was really mad is I'm pretty sure I got that one street date, because I do know people here in town who will give me a street broke, you know, embargo broken Mm -hmm. date copy. And I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And what it was, was probably a claim, you know, of having, because they can still claim you even if the embargo breaks. Most of them won't. Like, yeah. if I get a street date, as long as I hold to the embargo other reviewers are held to, usually they're okay. Because even Polygon, IGN have actually stated in reviews, this is a street broke copy. We're not held to embargo, but we're going to hold to the one we know of. And usually yeah. they don't get hit. But, yeah, yeah, so I just got laid off, man. I don't I don't think I would have probably done all this had I, you know, or I would have got laid off for something else and tried it. But I could have jumped, jumped into I... porn. Just <laughs> <laughs> Logger porn? Is that a category? I bet you it is. Right? There's a category. All categories exist on Pornhub. You just have to search for it once, and it's like, somebody's looking for logger porn? Make a category, John. It's like, all right, man. What were you going to say? <laughs> um, shit. What was I going to say? Um, oh, yes. You and I have a lot in common. Um, that's kind of how I went full-time, too, because, it, okay, slight difference. I wasn't laid off, but I was going to be laid off. So oh. I had a um, <clears throat> a uh, director of a call, the director of one of the call centers, who uh, is a fucking idiot. Just so you know, that person is a fucking idiot. That no, I don't know how the fuck they got that job. But then that's a lot of people. That's the politics of, of yeah. That's the, the politics of jobs. Yeah. yeah. So um, they, uh, you know, uh, they fucked up. On we, we we were basically setting up a new um, new location uh, on the west side of the island, and the day it needed to go live, I told them like I I set the system in place to automatically turn all the phones on, 
Uh, here's all the login information for all of the, you know, the call center reps that are going to be there. Don't touch me. So this director who likes to just touch buttons and fuck around, uh, for whatever reason, fucked up the whole infrastructure of how I set up that telephony line. And so <laughs> I got a call and I remember because like, you know, the whole on-call thing, I got a call at 4 a.m. Because that's when we were supposed to, we were supposed to go live at 3.30 because they were going to take in early patients. So, uh, got a call and they're saying no, no calls are going. And so I was getting phone call, phone call after phone call after phone call. And I went and I set it up. I, I went and looked in, I was trying to figure out what happened. And then the director was yelling at me like, what did you do? What did you do? And then, as you know, you can go look at the history of changes. Yeah, right. Yeah, who, yeah. who did what? So I looked and I saw that that fucking idiot, which I have no problem calling her a fucking idiot. She made the changes. She didn't know what she's doing. And so I had to go and fix it. So then I got called into a meeting the following week about that. And she basically was trying to throw me under the bus to take the blame. Here's the other thing about corporate cor corporate America. A lot of people will throw you under a bus to save their own ass. Yeah. And she was so adamant about throwing me under a bus to her director. And I presented the information of, I like, look, this is, I understand what she's saying, but this is what happened. Here's the change log. It, you know, it shows who accessed it at what time, what they did, da, 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 da. And so she got in trouble. And so what happened was the next day I came in, which was Tuesday. Uh, and I, I, I'm the same as you with remembering things. Like I, and especially cause I attached a feeling to it. I, I came in Tuesday, I came in Tuesday. Uh, everyone started looking at me when I came into the call center, I'm like what the fuck's going on? Nobody want, nobody would talk to me. So I felt like something was wrong. At the end of that day, my supervisor calls me and says, writing you up for this 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 and this and i'm like why because the director said that you did this i'm like i did what so you're spreading rumors you're doing this you're going around you're talking to other call center reps so i was like i've never done that in the near decade i've worked here i've never done that. so then i refuse to sign a write-up next day i come in uh i get like my whole office my desk everything cleared out yeah and then I got to go work in my boss's office. So the day after that, I go into work. All my accesses are, are restricted because she went and made, uh, she was friends with the, the security access giver guy. So I couldn't go to certain sites, which restricted my ability to do on-site surveying. And then every day I came in the next week and a half, it just became something else. And it was just more drama, more drama. And she kept escalating it just because I approved that she fucked me. Yeah. And I was just doing my job. So it got to a point where, you know, I, and I was talking to my wife about it. Either I quit or they're going to fire me. And even my boss had told me, he's like, I'm probably going to have to fire you. So I'm like, I'm going to quit. 
So I remember the day. It was September 4th of last year. And I just decided I'm going to leave. I left before they could fire. And I just dove all into this. And it's for, for anyone who's thinking about just jumping into content creation, YouTube and all that. Have a plan. Or if you're thrown into it or you just jump into it, bust your ass because it's not easy. It's not a, a lot of people who think there's a lot of people also who think that like we talked about it prior who think they can buy their way in. What's funny is, you know, there is a lot of backstabbing and stuff like that in both real world. And I'm assuming YouTube, I just don't pay attention mostly to what anybody's ever saying, but mm -hmm. there, there is stuff, but it is funny that boy, I've also been the shit worker. One of my first jobs, man, I was so bad. I was so bad. I was so bad. Like if mm. I had worked for me, I would have probably held my head underwater until I perished. I was such a bad worker. I was mm. so bad. And it, it it's it's funny because, you know, it's, it's like, well, you know, you have that time where like a boss lays you off and, it, you know, they're a shit ball. That's true. But man, I've also had some amazing bosses as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's the one thing in YouTube that I do miss is um, there's, so there's team in YouTube, <laughs> Apparently, they always fall apart, at least from what mm -hmm. I'm seeing, unfortunately. But I've chosen my team in YouTube to be like Discord and the people that I do podcasts with, like, uh, like or go on like yours, because I don't go on everybody's, you know, there's there's certain things. And those are the people yeah. that like all uh, that are sort of within my group. And that's mm -hmm. one thing that unfortunately you can't get when you start. And I actually, in a weird way, think that's one of the biggest issues. So when I start at all my jobs, my physical real jobs, there's usually a person there or two, and there's always a dick, but there's usually mm -hmm. somebody who's like, hey, man. And that person is like, like that little bit of a funnel to give you information. Maybe they're a, sh a shit person. They're going to give you bad information. But there's usually somebody there who's like sort of gives you a little bit. And there, with YouTube, there can be almost nothing. You know, I've seen yeah. people who just they can't get any. And they'll do the shit where they'll like say, you know, let's. Uh, what's the term? Oh, collaborate. First of all, I'm a, actually a big fan. Collaboration is a fucking terrible word. Never say that. Say, do you want to do a podcast? You don't have to say collaborate. That's a business transaction. That is yeah. quite literally, like, that is basically prostitution versus, you know, sex with, a, you know, somebody you like. It's like a transaction. <laughs> I do yeah. not like collaboration as a term. It is wrong. It sounds dirty. But like, yeah. hey, you know, I like your stuff. You like mine. Why not enjoy it? Why not be mm -hmm. like, hey, this is somebody I want to talk about games with, or even if it's not about games. Um, that's something that I think when people come in, it can be difficult. So they start saying like, oh, I need to take this shortcut collaboration. I need to do this. I need to pay a bunch of money. I have a friend. He's paid so much in audio stuff and just hasn't grown his channel and, and video stuff. And I'm just like, dude, the reason why you haven't is because all of that money could have been used on thousands of other things. Yeah. Whether it whether it's time to research a game and do something unique no one's done before, whether it's maybe even I don't know if the term would be advertising because I've never done it, but I'm sh like, well, I'm assuming there's agents or whatever. You know, there's ways that you could like get help professionally as well, even if it's just like hire somebody to fix your thumbnails if they look like shit, right? Mm -hmm. um, but people try to buy themselves into all kinds of stuff, and usually that turns into a problem. They try to buy themselves. I've seen so many people on Twitch with like amazing setups and there's like 12 people 
mm-hmm. they have amazing setups. I'm like, do you know why? It's because, it, especially if you start out, if you get that over time, that's a different thing. Then you can look at it as like, okay, I've got this all set up, but I'm still having issues. Let's work on, you know, do I need to grind away because I'm, you know, in a smaller segment or whatever. But yeah, I've seen a lot of people, man. There'll be people in the Discord who, because uh, I have a level on the Discord where I'll use my tools, my software, my scheduling, and I'll help people set up their channels. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Because, and I do, I'm like, yeah, you request money because, or I do request money for it. It is a high level on the patron on purpose because I want to make sure they are devoted. Either they're rich, like a Saudi prince, and then I don't give a fuck, or -hmm. they're devoted and they're going to sit there and listen to my suggestions, which aren't always right because everybody's is different. But Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people, man, who will try to, like, you can even tell they'll come into, even our Discord, because my Discord's five bucks. I charge for my Discord. And mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I do is because it was free for a while, which was a disaster. Disaster. Never have never have a free Discord, people. And we pay for it. People will come in, and I can even tell. Within seconds, I'll be talking to the admin group and be like, might want to keep an eye on that person. Because yeah. you can tell that they're starting to – they're already, like, discussing their channel or, like, watching – like, there's something about it that's – it's not – coming together as a group but it's you know it comes across as insanely disingenuous and mm-hmm. most likely going to be and it won't be like watch them we banned two people in the entire history of our, our discord so it's not that but it's just like watch them in the terms of make sure they're not misusing stuff or using dms because a lot of people jump into discords and they'll be like dm hey man come join my discord we did have yes. issues with that that's a yes we have a couple people who still do that i'll get and i don't know if they don't know if like somebody's not going to you know, tell us, but you'll get an admin mm-hmm. who's like, Hey dude, this person's like telling everybody to join their discord again. Uh, all right. You know, that is sort of underhanded shit. And that's why I think is if you can gather a group around you that you like, you can reach out to them. I've talked to dreamcast guy a bunch of times. I know people, I hear people be like, I don't like dreamcast guys voice. Fuck whatever. Like mm-hmm. Bobcat Goldthwait is to me, one of the best comedians in the world. And he sounds like a freak if you hear him. So like, I'm used to people <laughs> sounding different. But I reach out to him and I've asked him stuff and he's a far smaller channel. I think you mm-hmm. should just find people that you can, you know, maybe they reach out to you. And if they do and it feels like a solid, you know, uh, you know, part of your time, you know, just drop a hello too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've talked a lot with Del Wraith from the Angry Joe channel. And I've talked to other Joe a lot. I've talked to Angry Joe though too on Twitter. But um, like I, I always tell people don't turn it into a collaboration. It's, it's, that's dirty. That's nasty. Like, yeah. I don't think in the times you and I have ever talked, it's ever, that word has even been used. It's like, hey, man, do you want to come on the podcast and jive? (laughs) You know, do you want to, (laughs) do you want to bitch about people? Okay, sounds good. It's not (laughs) collaboration. Like that's, it's nasty, man. It it just doesn't even sound right. And you get it with sometimes with uh, uh, you know, people, visitors on podcasts too, where, Mm -hmm. you know, they're trying to, they're trying to pimp their stuff. But at the same time, you get amazing people, man. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I, it was probably eye-opening going to an E3 or two and seeing some of the people behind the scenes on games and how cool they were. Yeah. Because, you know, you get that big company must suck kind of thing, which I've always wondered, like, or rich people must suck. And I'm like, mm-hmm. where's rich? Because if I make a certain amount of money, am I just going to be bad the next day? Mm-hmm. Like, how how is it like, oh, man, you made, uh, you know, $40,000 this year. You're a bad person because you made 4001 the next year. You know, you never <laughs> quite know. But I went to a PAX and to a uh, E3, and I got to meet some people behind the scenes like Ubisoft and EA. And you first realize they're people. Some some suck. 
but a lot mm -hmm. were very, very cool and not cool and not want to sell you anything. Just like, hey, man, yeah. you know, oh, you like to do this? Or I watched your channel. That's another thing. You'll have somebody who you never expected. They'll be like, oh, I know you, you know, and it, which you never had any contact with prior, which is always nice. You know, even as yeah. a smaller channel, I know I've talked to a lot of small, small channels who said that that's happened to them, that the PR people have been watching their stuff, and which is always really positive. I think it's cool. Somebody gets that sort of shout out sometimes. Yeah, and it's um, it's definitely one of the things like, you know, touching on like when it comes to Discord, I've had that situation too where people will join my Discord. Um, I, I used to have it where you know people could, I, I'd have the link and people can just hop in, right, and and go from there. And I've had so many issues with that. I've had, and it's primarily been with other content creators. Well, they'll come in, they're trying to promote their own Discord or your people to their channel like i have a i had a wise well, to have a rule about self-promotion like you're not going to self-promote you're not going to interact and engage right. in the discord yeah. and i've had people that just come in and all they're doing is self-promoting or i have people that come in they sit there and they say nothing and i'm like okay so I, I had a policy i don't i haven't been enforcing it lately but i had a policy where it's like okay so if you're going to come in and you're a content creator and you're not going to or anyone if you're going to be inactive after 30 days you'll get removed my mods will just remove you because it's like we're trying to keep it to where there's people who actually want to be there i understand that you know when, especially when it comes to discord you can be in so many different discords i understand that i, I pair like, mine down i i've literally had to do that too because it's like i constantly people like oh join this discord join this discord i'm like i can't between mine my wife's uh maybe one or two others and especially if you're like working with like different companies they'll have like a, a discord yeah. for their game or for their company and you're in that i'm like i can't keep up with you know my my attention span can only go to so many things at once so you know i've had to deal with that i've had to deal with the drama of dealing with other uh content creators and it's typically i've never had drama with bigger content well maybe one uh player i had issues with him uh before but like when it comes to like game like like other content creators is typically the smaller ones who have this idea that and it, and it's kind of a parasitic thing they're like oh you're bigger than me so i'm going to use you to grow myself and yeah. it's like i'm not trying again you know i'm not trying to call out smaller well fuck it yes i am i'm kind of calling out smaller channels and i'm smaller myself but i respect those who put in the work do, and, and do the work this this idea that you know collaborating with someone bigger i'm like you i don't like that and i think it's because we come from the corporate background i don't like the term collaboration and so many times when i've worked with or tried to help because there's a point where i was helping smaller content creators or people my size start getting review codes from companies or start interacting with pr people because I'm thinking, hey, you know, I, I understand how to negotiate. I know how to, uh, to to interact with people. I know how to build and establish networks and relationships. I can teach that and just show that, you know, anyone who's interested, I'll show it to them. And I've been bitten in the ass so many times from smaller creators who just want something free. And they think that they can just use, like many of them have just used me for something free. I've even had one guy and this is me ranting because it's, it's like it's one of my pet peeves so i apologize if i'm <laughs> coming off a certain way but i've had one this one youtuber 
he's a smaller channel, like 300 or so subs. And I've helped him with connections and stuff like that. And then he, he's had this situation where, well, that situation he's, he's had this thing with me where he like, it, it's clear that he doesn't like me. I don't know why he doesn't like, me. but every time he interacts with me, it's always, he wants to get something out of me. So like I had said before at one point, like in my discord, cause he, he was part of it and he's been booted since, but I said that I would love to have a team because at some point, you know, if I ever grow to that point where I can have a team because I can't cover every single game and right. there's only so much time in the day for me to, to deal with things. So this guy who's never written a, a review, who does videos that have no traction tells me that he can help me out. And I'm like, what do you mean you can help me out? He's like, you know, I, I, I want to give you some tips. I want to help you out. You know, if you give me, you know, I'll, I'll be part of your team. You just got to give me games and you got to pay me. And I'm like, what the hell is your proof of work? Where's your resume? Where's your body of work? Where's your, your resume of work? And he's like, well, you know, I'm just trying to grow. Okay. That's not how you do it. I, I have been insanely lucky. Like insane and and most likely it's because i did start set up this systems in a particular way even the, our discord mm. was set up in a particular way when i started to weed out like bullcrap and sponsored stuff i didn't want you know if devs came in i didn't want them you know talking about their game too much you know that mm. kind of stuff there was all this stuff i had set up and man i've been I, i'm on the other end of that where and admittedly i just don't pay a lot of attention mm. so it, like there could be something where you know somebody in the discord's mad at me for a while and i won't even know because i just don't things take a lot for me to care about like a lot yeah. so like if you and i got if you and i knew each other and you got mad at me in real life i would never be all oh i need to cover my back because he might actually physically attack me i just mm -hmm. i've seen real stuff none of this online shit matters to me so it, it, it can take a while but i would say overall i feel that we've been insanely blessed even with smaller creators um, like, like we've got, you know, Johnny streams, um, well, a, a couple of them have stopped even because they were so small, it just didn't gain traction, whatever. Mm -hmm. And they jumped in and I don't exactly know, you know, what it's like being like a total biscuit size or something where you're, you're probably getting pinged all the time. But mm -hmm. I would say what one thing, you know, as you're, as you're growing and you're trying to find somebody, it's just best to find somebody who reacts to you. And you react to them naturally, whether that's on Twitter and you you make a post and they laugh and you say, hey, sup, and that's it, right? Yeah. Don't don't go off. Don't be like, sup, man, I've been a fan forever. Let's work together. And you're like, okay, here we go. You know, it's yeah. like, it, it, like, and yeah. it's not even here we go in a bad thing. It's here we go. I got to pick now apart what's real and what's made up for, you know, yeah. for for this person to, to get whatever they can out of it. But I also, at the same time, there has to be a healthy amount of openness to to working mm -hmm. with people because there's been a couple times i know for a fact so i ignore a shit ton of emails and i don't mm -hmm. know if they're real or not and this is so my biggest weakness i will say is my complete and utter lack if tomorrow everything dies mm -hmm. like i just have no care i mean i i want to do well on the channel but if tomorrow it went away just like when i got laid off i'd mm -hmm. be like what do i do now 
do I start another one? Do I, I would just, it would suck, but I would just be like, okay, whatever, move on. But you get this thing where people get, they also get attached to everything so much that I, I just think there's like an unhealthiness. There's a lack of openness sometimes. And, and that can hurt too. It's, it's mm -hmm. really also something where it's different for everybody because video games is so weird. So I found this out, dude, and this is mm -hmm. so true. I talked to somebody who switched their reviews. I actually, there were three somebodies at mm -hmm. Apex and we got together and I was like, you guys all within a, uh, about a one year period had switched their reviews away from scored to non-scored. Now I personally, and this is just me, I do not believe that some magical theorem has changed, some magical calculation in the world where it has suddenly changed, where a number or buy, wait for a sale cannot in some way equal your idea of a game. You can put a rating. Do I like numbered ratings? No. Do I mm -hmm. like stars? No. I like words and I like price. I think those work. But that doesn't mean I think their scores should go away. I just don't use them. And they all, all these guys and, and a girl were like, yeah, we, we've stopped using scores. And do you know what it was, man? This is so fucking crazy. They right. ad openly admitted it's because they just didn't want to get shit for putting their foot down. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's exactly what you want to do is put foot. Now, admittedly, I was coming at this from a different angle than they were. I was like, mm -hmm. I do want to put my foot down because there's certain things I, if I do all these reviews and then I do a talkie video, I want people mm -hmm. to listen to both with a certain sense of finality. Not everything has to be a review, but I want them to know that if I'm doing a talkie video, I've come at it not just to make money that day, which is what mm -hmm. a lot of people do. And no, they did, man. They, they, just, they were very open about it, by the way. And I don't know if they've announced it on their videos, but some of them are over a million. And they were like, yeah, we've sort of just gone away from really giving a score because you have to put your foot down and people will hold you accountable for it. And I'm like, well, they should. Don't you think they should hold you accountable? Now, I don't think that they have to. I was just asking, don't you mm -hmm. think? And they were all, yeah, but we just don't want to deal with it. And I... I don't really blame them. I don't, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think it's a bad idea. I think for mm -hmm. whatever reason they did it. But at the same time, I was like, that's how bad it can be. So like, that's how like cynical it can be is that people are so nervous about, let's say uh, I saw one, I saw recently somebody was reviewing reviews. That's all they were doing. So there was no content. It was like a reaction of a reaction, but replace the reaction with a review. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what does that even mean? How do you mm -hmm. even, where do you, where do you even come at that from? Because you're not the person, you didn't have the experience they did with it. It's not like even a book because we all read the same words in a book. Yeah. But if you, if you play fallout four and you go left and I go right, our experiences can be vastly different, including yeah. quest, you know, interactivity, all that. It's mm -hmm. just really weird to hear that. And they were like, yeah, I dropped out. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just going to, you know, start like sort of soft, softing the answers and stuff and i was like oh that's interesting not like i said not even in a negative way just in a they were so nervous about all that constant negative feedback because you mm -hmm. can't be right dude i don't take any money from anybody and if i like a game and people will tell me this the same person will be like i love that you're independent and then i will not agree with them on a game and they're like you were paid off or you're a <laughs> hater and i'll be like dude last week you sent me money on paypal and we're like you're amazing, you know, here's a donation because you're independent. And I was independent in this decision. If, dude, if you and I were best friends living near each other and you, t and, and we're sick, if we were in the same room and you were like, mm -hmm. I disagreed, Dragon's Dogma is bad, which I love Dragon's Dogma. I would never go, 
Can't be trusted. From now on, fuck it. Can't be trusted. And just walk off. But for whatever reason, that happens in game reviews. And I think you're starting to see that feedback. Even IGN, I've noticed they've been doing some weird shit lately mm -hmm. with some weird side videos and even a couple goofy videos. And I'm like, it must be hard for them too because they're just the top, you know, just like if I wanted, I don't. I could aim at them in videos. I could mm -hmm. eat without getting in any trouble because they say, you know, punch upwards. I think that's fucking stupid. But they say that. Um there's definitely that coming around. And I think there's the reactions of reactions are starting to be a thing, reviewing reviews. And I think I can see why some people step away from it. Because though I say be open, I do get why some people close themselves off. Um, yeah. Total Biscuit turned his, his comments off uh, when, he, when he came down with cancer. And we had to talk about it because I couldn't understand. I was like, dude, I've had cancer. If somebody told me go die, it would not change my... There's nothing, there would be no impact on my life. Mm -hmm. Those are words. It means nothing. It's windpipe sound. But for him, it was impacting him. That was actually one of the things we argued about. As I was like, that seems pretty, you're just turning your, your flow off of, of like yeah. responses back to your videos. And he's like, dude, do you think, this is something, Total Biscuit was awesome, by the way. I know some people mm -hmm. have an issue. I, this guy, he helped me out so much, but one of his best things was we were tweeting. And he was like, do you think even for a second that because I turned off YouTube comments, I can't find feedback on my videos in like a quarter of a second, whether it be forums or somebody tweeting me or blah, blah, blah. He's like, that's one avenue of thousands. Steam, Steam forums, by the way, which are just cancer. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like, yeah. no, you can find it anyway. So it was, you know, I'm glad I opened up to him because he, he was, he definitely helped me out in a lot of ways and made me sort of see, you know, even if just reinforcing what my thoughts were, but he was, um, he was very cool and being able to sort of see it from somebody who was big and, um, he was open to helping people, which I, is like sort of what you have to do as well. Even though, like you said, be at the same time careful. Yeah. It sounds like you can't get it right. Doesn't it? If you listen to <laughs> it really it's like, okay, 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 okay. Don't, but do, but only do it when you can't, but yeah. maybe. Have a yeah. good one. Thanks for watching the number one Hawaii podcast. People are just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't know you had. Okay, so that's another thing we have in common is uh, I'm I'm actually four years in remission from colorectal cancer. Oh, I good. Know, Congratulations. I, I didn't know you, you had cancer. Dude, I've had a pretty uh, pretty fun life. Let's just say that. Yeah, I had it twice when I was younger. Damn. So, yeah, it's been pretty, 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 uh, pretty unique life for me. I've had some run-ins. I'll just say that. That's why none of this stuff matters, like yeah. at all. It was. It's so. And I live. I did you go to school in Hawaii? Uh, here and in Memphis, Tennessee, where my dad's from. Because I okay, it, Memphis yeah. might have been a little rougher, but where I went to school was a logging town, very small mm -hmm. logging town, very rough. Um, we had like fist fights every single day were not at all uncommon you know because mm -hmm. you were just young nobody was there was nobody bringing gats to you know it was you weren't getting shivved like a prison movie it was just mm -hmm. young kids with a lot of energy you get mad you punch each other and then you're best friends and you don't know why and you're sharing a milk like i'm not lying yeah. that would happen all the time you'd fight your best friend and 30 minutes later and um i had it and then a friend of mine he's passed away from it he had it mm -hmm. and uh, like yeah like it just, uh, since that time, I mean, even when I was younger, though, but since that time, I've just been like, none of this shit really matters. And not in a nihilistic way, but I just mean in a, in, like, what if somebody says something about you, what does that, you know? Really, yeah. What, is what really does that do? really mean? And, 
you know, I can say it back with the best of them and I will sometimes, but a lot of times it's just like, okay, it's YouTube, it's reviews. Uh, mm -hmm. I think Twitch is harder. And I firmly believe that by the way, I can record a video. So there's two things. And I don't know if you'll agree. This is, this is interesting. I want to see if you agree. Here's what okay. I think. YouTube is much more difficult when it comes to comments because six years later, somebody can tell you you're stupid on a video you did six years ago. However, Thanks. you can cultivate the video in any way, shape or form you want and upload it and control everything. Yep. Where Twitch has no control whatsoever with live, mm -hmm. instant feedback, but that feedback goes away either when that stream is done and it would have to go to another avenue or when they delete the VOD. And so to me, switching between the two has been rough because like, for example, if somebody was in my chat, it hasn't happened, mm -hmm. but if somebody was in my chat and said something, I'm known to be really brutal. And I could see somebody snipping what I said and being like, oh my God, he's homicidal, right? Like, so mm -hmm. there, there, there's total differences, total strength differences that you, and you can do both. You for sure can. I just think that they both have pretty severe weaknesses and strengths and you can, if you do either one for a small amount of time, you can really feel probably what you're best at. And it's mm. usually never both, you know, yeah. unless you're really good. No, no, I, I fully agree with you. Do you like Twitter <laughs> or do you like YouTube or, um, oh, I'm sorry, Twitch. Um, to be honest, I prefer Twitch because I like that live and in the moment feeling. Yeah. Because I'm a, I'm a very spur of the energetic uh, spur of the moment kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whereas YouTube, I, I kind of feel like my, my love and passion for YouTube has been dying over the, this last year, just because between all the algorithm changes, the constant demonetization, um, some things take off. Like there's some videos I've done that just take off and I have no idea why. And then once I put all my effort and energy into just don't do well at all. Like I, I used to get about, like tens of thousands of views of videos. Whereas now it's like, I'm lucky if I if a video breaks a couple thousand, right? If not a couple hundred, I have no idea what changed. So it's like, and then with streaming, streaming on YouTube, I was doing that before. And then I was constantly getting hit within seconds with demonetization. So it's like, I'm just. Just... Yeah, people don't realize how bad demonetization is. <laughs> Here's another thing. You you cultivate and control and edit a YouTube video. So you can have your 40 hours of gameplay for your review, usually mm -hmm. 20 or 30 because developers are lying. And then you do your editing, which whatever. Now, admittedly, I don't edit. I quite literally memorize every file name. I change the file names as I'm recording so it's easier for me to slide it in there. I do the recording mm -hmm. and I can slide the stuff in quite quickly. I'm not good at editing. You're not going to see a lot of fancy. You'll see some splits and I certainly love doing jokey stuff. But it is to me crazy that one of my biggest videos of all time made $47. $47 because of demonetization. Hit a million, 47 bucks, baby. Boom! I was just, and I saw something on like a website where they were like, here's how much top influencers get paid for a million dollars. That's a, like a new thing where like people are saying what they make. Whatever yeah. they're making, I don't know what they're doing because it, and they're, they're saying it's not ads. They're, or, sorry, they're saying it's not sponsored, but they're mm -hmm. like, here's how much I made for a million video or a million view video. And I'm like $47 and they're all, <laughs> you know, I don't know what their <laughs> name is, but it's like 2,500 or, you know, $5,500. And I'm like, I don't know where, 
Now, now, admittedly, some of the big ones that haven't been demonetized over time have made good money. But I get demonetized almost instantly, and then I have to fight it, and then it goes live. That's the thing Total Biscuit was helping me with. I was having this mm -hmm. very weird timing. I'm like you streaming. I can now not hit live, and it's already. I I was I videotaped this, or not videotaped, but I recorded it and showed it to my Discord. I went in to get ready to stream on YouTube. I typed in ACG dash, and I got like live stream, and it was like little red line came up and says this video will be demonetized. I was like, I haven't. What video? <laughs> That's a title. What the? F <laughs> so I don't know what's going on. There's obviously something they've seen in my past where they were pinged it. And so it checks. Um, and some videos don't get demonetized, but a lot do. And they get demonetized instantly. I fight it and I, I, a good number come back on. But you know what? YouTube's smart. YouTube, I can, you can't tell me they're not doing this on purpose. I feel like they ban. I feel like they purposely demonetize you in the heat of the video and then un- demonetize you when it's not as popular yeah and in some way there's a monetary change there because i've been told i was supposed to get total biscuit told me this he's like you're supposed to get if they re-monetize you you're supposed to get the money and i'm like no no you don't understand they're not playing they're not paying views they're just getting my video they're they are they state right there we won't run the same ads so they're not mm -hmm. running the same ads so whatever youtube is trying to tell you they do is a lie because they state in the dashboard that they mm -hmm. actually will do either restricted or no ads. And what my per my personal belief is, they just get away with, they just get out of jail free card. Because they're like, okay, Carico upload this, we'll get you know 500,000 views. And even more importantly, we've built it into Carrick's mind that he needs to make sure to have a person watch his other vi video and watch another video, which helps us get a trending, but we're not going to pay him for the video. Mm -hmm. And so in a way, all I'm doing is inboarding all these people to watch a little bit of my video and then jump to somebody else's and i don't know man like you can't tell me there's not artificial intelligence just called like how to screw people that's running at youtube right now just yeah because yourself i've heard other people tell me stories where i'm just like that just doesn't make that dude remember when they de-verified everybody out of the blue like three mm -hmm. months ago and yeah. luckily only twice now have i been the first person to do something when they did the first demonetization i said patrons i need your help and patrons came forward and it helped me continue the channel. It would have been shut down. And then second, mm -hmm. I got de-verified. No one had done a video. And I woke up and saw it. And I was like, because people will give you shit, right? They'll be like, who cares? if you?" And I'll be like, I'm not going to listen to anybody. I'm going to do this video. I'm going to pump it out there. And if I'm wrong, I can delete it, you know. And I did the video and like Yong Yi and other people, you know, carried it. And that helped, mm -hmm. you know, get some word on it and got YouTube to fix their shit. It's so crazy. In the middle of the day, in the middle of the night, they just changed their entire system without telling people. And, and people just don't understand how how frustrating it is to deal with that. So like like for me, at this point, like I I, I before all the demonetization issues and all that, I was doing decent enough to to pay some bills. I'll say that. Plus I have Patreon. Plus I have, you know, uh, channel. I had well, past it had channel members, and uh -huh. uh, also had uh, you know, subs on Twitch, which I actually. I switched over to Twitch um, about six, seven months ago just because of the issues with streaming on YouTube. And right. I, I think I brought, I brought that up on your podcast, yeah, too. Yeah, that I switched yeah. over to doing that. And it's like, it. when people think like, oh, you know, you're doing YouTube, you're, you're rolling in the dough. You're really not. You know, and, and I, I've gotten criticisms from some people. They're like, oh, you got Patreon, you're, you're, you're e-bagging and this, this, and this. And I'm like, no, I'm putting out work. I'm putting out a product. So... You know, I, I, 
if you want to support, you know, that's why I like how you say in your video, like, hey, if you like it, maybe subscribe. Like, you're not telling people, you know, how people do that. Like, share, follow, comment, subscribe, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Like, if you want to, it, like, I greatly appreciate everyone who supports because it goes a long way. It really does. I have people who are so mad at me for saying that, by the way. Really? The, oh, dude. The, eh, maybe subscribe. And what's funny is it was it was an accident. Uh, well, I do when I'm talking to people. If somebody says I like this and I don't, I'll be like, eh, you know, eh. you know, you do that weird sound where it's like the dismissive sound. So I went, eh, maybe subscribe. And there was a person in my YouTube who was like, I fucking hate that sound. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, wrong thing to say. So from that point on, I was just like, eh, maybe subscribe. <laughs> and I was just making it worse and worse. And people were fucking loving it, man. It was so weird because it was so opposite what I expected. You know, there's always going to be somebody who hates you for whatever you do. But there was a yeah. lot of people who were like, dude, that's hilarious. Like, you can tell now. It's just Carrick just taking the piss. It's just, and, and it worked. <laughs> it was just like, dude, don't come at me with that shit. Because it's like, I, you know, we all have different mannerisms we use. And mm -hmm. we use different things. I use alliteration of people get mad, you know hazardous hamlets somebody would be like you use too many you know the same blah 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 and i'm like fucking listen better bitch listen better <laughs> like up your up your intelligence game you dumbass like that's i mean what what are we talking about here you know words but it is crazy how people get so mad but it's cool it's cool also because this is a time when somebody who gets in can do twitter i'm uh, sorry they can do twitch they can mm -hmm. well d live's not around so they could do twitch they could do youtube they could do facebook and they can sort of do them all and see what works too, mm -hmm. which I think I couldn't do. Twitch wasn't a thing. I remember when YouTube used to say you were live on Twitch. That's mm -hmm. how small Twitch was. YouTube would actually tell people to go watch us on Twitch until mm -hmm. Twitch stole their breakfast. So I think that's cool that newcomers can try everything. You know, they can do a cultivated video on YouTube, look at it and go, you know, they can even like I do with, well, I don't do it with the podcast anymore, but record the podcast and then put it up on YouTube as well. Mm -hmm. um, there is no overlay though, or overlap though. I was in Delra's channel a couple days ago and we were talking. He's like, oh, hey, everybody, this is, you know, Carrick and I've been talking a bunch, you know, check him out as a reviewer. No one, no one in his Twitter knew who I was or in his Twitch, no one. They were like, YouTube. I mean, that's what they sounded like. What's YouTube? It was, like, it was so crazy because there's just no overlap, but yeah. or or such a very small amount of overlap. It's it's really interesting. That's why I say everybody should try whatever they can. Mm -hmm. And if Facebook works for you, man, do it. You know, if if Twitch works, because we don't know where we'll be tomorrow. Like no. YouTube yeah. could crumble. They haven't made money, so you have you know we don't have any clue. They could demonetize. Remember how they changed everybody's monetization? and made it like 20 times harder. So mm -hmm. do whatever you want, do what you enjoy and don't try to do it as a job. And you'll probably do, you know, that that if you do become affiliate or whatever, that first buck you get will feel better mm -hmm. that you didn't scrounge for it. And and it, it might be a more enjoyable overall path for you to take, at least right now until the shit gets solidified and, you know, they, they start yeah. supporting people, which they're not gonna do. No, yeah, they're not. And it's one of the things too, like in, uh, I, I really want to, okay, before we dive into that, there's a question up above and I, I want to hop on it before we move on, uh, it's from, uh, let's see, let me find it. uh, this is from RK4247 it says on average, how often are people trying to use you guys for growth? Oh, I wouldn't know that. Not as often as they just want to hang, but it, it happens. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so I don't have an exact number. It's a good question, though. It's a good, but I don't track it also. I think that's depressing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mark it as something. It's almost like tracking, well, cancer. Yeah. A lot of people handle cancer differently. Some people will be like, my name is blah, 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 and I have this kind of cancer. Like, it becomes their identity. That's fine. That works for them. Other people are like, I'm not sick. I just have to go in for chemo because something's trying to kill me, and I'm going to fight. You know, everybody does things different. And mm -hmm. I think when it comes to what you track positive and negative out of YouTube is pretty much up to you. Because I don't even think you and I would track it the same. No. I've had my experiences that I... I guess you could say, like, my wife says I'm a little jaded at times. Like, when... Mm. I, I, the other creator comes at me like, like using that term, oh, let's collaborate. Oh, we should work on something. I'm immediately like disinterested because I, I'm like, what is your angle? Which other is sad that, like, because they may just be using that word because they heard that's the word to use. Yeah. That's what I yeah. meant by you should remember but not count them all because then you will. You, uh, oh, that's what I was getting to with how many emails I've ignored too. Mm -hmm. I've got emails where like, let's work together and I think they're a company and they may not be. It might be a person who's just reaching out, but you just... Dude, I get like 200 Twitter DMs a day. So it's yeah. like, I mean, that's Twitter. That's Twitter. And then Twitch, you have people DMing, and then you have Discord, and then you have YouTube. So, yeah. Can't remember it all. No, no, you definitely can't. I like what uh, Braz Goli says. Uh, ACG is too honest. Uh, he says, uh, if you're a bitch, he will say you're a bitch. <laughs> Probably, but not. not I'm not gonna. If my, if my if my mom was doing something, I don't think be like, "Mom, you." Well, no, I have. <laughs> and remember, that's only me. I mean, they, everybody comes at these things with their own viewpoint, you know. Oh man, but, but no, I, like I mean, it makes no, sense to. Uh, well, I don't know. I just I think it makes sense to be pretty clear and not a jackass. Because you know what the big complaint is that I have mm -hmm. in life is when somebody when you meet a person who says. I'm a bitch and people should just be prepared for that. And they got the little head waggle. And I'm like, dude, that's not the way to work your life. That's And that's not even what I do. I'm not yeah. saying, you know, I'm going to be this way and you need to do exactly what I say. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that if I, if I have a question, I usually don't mince words. Or mm -hmm. if I have a thought, I don't mince words. But it doesn't mean I can't change. Because there's times where you'll get that person who's like, blah, 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 blah. And they explain something. You're like, oh, shit. How many times have you thought you were right at work? Dude. Mm -hmm. Dude, I thought I was right at work so many times, and somebody's like, you know, no, no. And they get the, I had one boss who'd do that. He was awesome, by the way. His name, uh, most of my bosses were military. Um, they mm -hmm. weren't current. They were ex-military. And I seem mm -hmm. to have liked that. But this one, I'd be saying something, and Jeff, he'd be in the corner, and this dude would smoke inside an HP, by the way, a Hewlett Packard. He'd smoke inside, and... He'd smoke like 85 cigarettes inside the office. So I don't even know how he got away with this. But when you were wrong, he'd just go. No, Jeremy. And then he'd cough and smoke had come out. And he hadn't been smoking for like 35 minutes. I'd be like, where did that smoke? Where was it inside of you? But he would like, I love that kind of stuff where they just call. And I don't mean call you on it or be a jerk or a jackass. I just mean, mm -hmm. you know. If you've got something to point it out, point it out. If you're wrong, you're wrong. <laughs> I love your energy, man. We're, we we have so much in common. It's it's, it's dude, oh. it's too the world's too short, life's too short to not have energy, man. This is true. This is true. So, I have a lot so, of friends who are like, I love sleeping, and I'm like, dude, sleep to me is mini death, man. Yeah. 
I, I wake up and I'm already going. What were you going to ask? <laughs> I was going to say, like, um, as far as, like, you know, we were talking about uh, utilizing the different platforms and people can try out different things. Facebook Gaming, Twitch, YouTube. Um, was it Parlor? I think that's another one right yeah, now. Yeah, and then D, D Live D -Live. was one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like you have these people, these gurus and stream coaches that are uh i've noticed that that's a thing now um oh. i'm actually acquainted with one who uh she she does a lot of stream coaching there's a lot of people i know that, that they charge services to to coach people how to be better streamers on twitch and it's kind of I've heard so many different things. Like a lot of people say it's a snake oil, like selling snake oil. I think that it is good to have some idea of what you're getting into, but I think that kind of the pipe dream, a lot of people sell and this kind of goes back to something we were talking about before we went live about people buying all this equipment because someone's like, Oh, you need this, 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 and this. Right. Right. Um, the idea to me of, of stream coaching, like in the sense of saying like, this is what you need to, to, to understand this platform. I think that's important. At the same time, you can Google anything, anything you need to know. You can Google it. I've seen like I, people I know, they charge like two, three, four hundred dollars for stream coaching. I'm Jeez, thinking, what am I doing with my life? Right. <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, that's a transaction a person's getting into, and I have less of an issue with that. Mm. I, I'm okay, okay with that. I mean, and the reason why I say I'm okay with it is because I think I do my own due diligence. So I'm coming at it from a person who would never spend that money without having the knowledge of what I'm getting. I would check what the person had. I would check with others, see if they got data, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, but I, I will say this, I don't know about you, but if somebody wants your time at some point, you can't give a little bit of yourself to every single person. There yeah. has to be a time where you say, dude, I need something in return because I just can't. And I've had people in my discord, a couple of people have got really mad at me because I've like pushed them and pushed them and pushed them and helped them do stuff. And then I'm like, okay, you're sort of set. And this is all free. Like it wasn't the level, it was like $5 person. I'll be like, okay, you're set. You're good to go. We've got mm -hmm. you, uh, you know, I'll give them art I'll, because I do believe in like sometimes just giving and sometimes mm -hmm. it'll return back to you. At the worst that can happen is the person doesn't thank you. The best that can happen is that person appreciates you. And appreciation is worth more than money. Appreciation is huge, and it can help you as mm -hmm. a channel. Um, I don't think I have too much of an issue, but again, I don't follow that. Because I'll see people post that, by the way, in my Twitter. And I just have a tendency to delete it. Because I'll just be like, there's a lot of subtweeting that goes on. And me, if I had an issue with you, I'd be all dude what the fuck like wtf yeah. like and i've had people even go are you mad at me i'm like no why and they're like well you you dm'd me or you you tweeted me directly and i'm like yeah because you said something i had a fucking yeah. question about what you said like and they're all oh i'm accustomed to blah, 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 these 17 hand jobs and all this crazy shit other people do I'm like i don't have time for that <laughs> but with i see those on twitter i get what you're coming i get where you're coming from and there probably is a snake oil but i will say uh, if you are spending money, that's on you. Mm -hmm. And you need to either say, I need a refund. Uh, what do you call it? A refund. 
you know, a situation here. I need to understand how I can get a refund if I'm not happy, or you need mm -hmm. to do a service that has that built in. In the entire time I've done my helping people, uh, one time I had a person who was unhappy and they were like, I didn't get the help I wanted. And I personally felt that they were one of those people that was going to, they didn't want, they didn't want to hear what I said, which is that there wasn't any promises. They did want mm -hmm. promises. They wanted this will for sure work. And I was like, no, these are your three or four options. You can go this route. You can go this route, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, it just didn't work. And I refund them right away. I was like, okay, well, then you can have a refund. You know that, like, you'll eat those because you'll have appreciation from the people that, you, you know, who mm -hmm. do who do want to do it. And I only get like one every month, maybe, who are at that level. And usually they DM me first and we talk about it. Because a lot of times I'll just be like, dude, seriously, just look at my tweets. I I give out half of my knowledge in my tweets when I'm mad in three o'clock in the morning. Um, yeah, I don't think, I mean, I don't know, dude. Like, it's like a personal life coach. People say, listen to this, man. This pisses me off, actually. This does feed into something. Now I'm mad. See, this, okay. this is the problem with me is I get mad really fast and really quick. But I, I, this pisses me off so fucking much, and I don't understand. Hang on. I'm going to get mad. I don't understand, though, why this happens. I will get people saying, oh, man, this person's a life coach. Whatever they do, the life coach stuff. Whatever they do, this person's a fucking, uh, a, a, not a speech therapist, but a, uh, a you know confidence therapist. Or this person's helping this person. Blah, blah, blah. They just need to go outside. Or they just need to do this and do that. They just need to talk to a friend. And I'm like, bitch. Do you understand that that friend is giving you life advice? That friend is doing the same thing. And you didn't, I mean, like, at least you're seeking these people out. Maybe they do have something. But your friend, mm -hmm. who you probably already talked to, is obviously doing jack shit. And you'll get people saying that all the time. Especially, I'll see it with, like, life coaches. Or um, I saw it once with uh, Tony Robbins, the big guy, huge dude. Mm -hmm. I actually... I actually got his personal power stuff and learned from it. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool because he says some stuff. And sometimes it requires a person who doesn't know you to tell you, you know, mm -hmm. if your best friend says, dude, you stink. You'll be like, guess what, bitch? I do. But we're not going anywhere. You're my friend. You have to stay. And it becomes a joke. But if mm -hmm. a girl who's haughty, she comes up to you and she's like, hey, how you do? You smell like shit. You'd probably go, fuck, I got to wash myself. That's what a personal like, that's what those, like, a personal coach can do. They can help you. A coach, whether it be a teacher in life, mm -hmm. they're just called a teacher, but they're still giving you coaching. Your parent, guess what they're doing? They're coaching you for when the head coach is gone, and that's when your parents are dead. Yeah, That's what a good parent is supposed to do for you. That's what a sensei in martial arts is supposed to do for you, or a coach. And I pay a coach, by the way, to go when I go boxing. I mean, mm -hmm. well, we practice now because we're all the same level. But if, if not, and I wanted to learn something, I wouldn't say, you can only teach me boxing. If they said, let me help you with this, I would say, oh, maybe they know something. And so I see that a lot of times. And I do have this weird, angry reaction sometimes when I see it, where it's like, maybe that person does know something. Yeah, maybe they're, maybe they're screwing you. Mm -hmm. But there's a, a tit for tat there. You have to, you have to control yourself because I do not believe in coddling people. If you go out there and you spend your 200 bucks on a coach on Twitch and you felt like you got ripped off completely and you didn't do your due diligence, thank you. Because you just gave $200 to the economy that you obviously didn't fucking need. But mm -hmm. you need to be smart when you're doing this stuff. People do not need to be coddled nearly as much as they are. There's a warning on everything. There's a fucking, there's like all these like safeguards for everything. Sometimes, I don't know about you, I've failed so many times. I fucked up. I broke bones. I did stupid shit. 
And I can tell you, not only did I learn, but I learned to pass it on. If one of my mm -hmm. friends, my nephew who grew up, he was about half my age. And when he grew up and he was doing some dumb shit, he would not listen to his parents. What did he, he listened to me because I was not there all the time. It was a life mm -hmm. coach situation where it was like, sometimes you need that outside person to say, dude, fix your shit or dude, fix your thumbnails, which I wish somebody had told me years ago. <laughs> I had the shittiest <laughs> thumbnails, bro. I, I still do. I still, I don't know how to do thumbnails. I don't, I don't even understand the science what? behind thumbnails. Fuck dude, dude. I change my thumbnails once a week. I swear to shit. And I know I lose viewers for it, but I, I don't like the look. And I'm very artistically motivated. So for a while, I like comic books. And then for a while, I like black and white sketches. And then for a while, mm -hmm. I like fucking Japanimation. And then for a while. And so my thumbnails <laughs> change. And I just changed it again last night. I did a new video and I'm like, nah, what the fuck? Let's change that up again. Got, I, 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 I don't know. Maybe I need to find some guru who knows fucking thumbnails, but... I haven't found them yet. I have shitty thumbnails, man. At least they catchy though. I will say that people say no matter where they are, they see like the corner yellow, the corner yellow, the word review. They're like, I know that's ACG. But unfortunately, it probably also means it knows for them to not watch my shit. If they don't like it, they'll never accidentally click on it. <laughs> now that I think about it, I should make mine look like yours. You make yours look like mine. And we'll just feed off each other. <laughs> sounds like a plan, right? <laughs> Oh, man. okay. So, so, um, sorry, I went on a diatribe there. No, I, I love it. I love the energy. Like, cause there's, there's just so much, dude, you're, you're dropping so many gems here and okay. So I, I've had this in, this situation with several people, uh, several creators in my discord that, um, they, they want to do YouTube as a career and they'll call me teach or teacher whatever and they'll ask me for advice and i'll be like okay let me look at your content i've, I've looked at the content and I'm yeah like, right okay so if you're just uploading video game content like with very minimal commentary like a lot of people are still doing less like plays. a let's play kind of thing yeah and i'm part of me feels like if you're going to do a let's play, do a stream in a way, because I, I don't feel like YouTube caters to let's plays anymore like he used to. And a lot of people that I know, like they're doing that. They, they very rarely or very seldomly talk. Right. And I'm like, how are people who are watching going to connect with you? If you're going to take one let's play, like say you're playing one game, you're going to divide it up into 30, 40, 50 parts. Are people really going to watch that? like yeah and how are you marketing it that's another thing like i'll talk to to you know creators in my discord and creators i know like how are you marketing it how are you putting it out there how are you presenting yourself as a creator are you just going on twitter uh twitter or instagram and just self-promoting yourself are you actually using social media interacting with other people you know how are you as a brand presenting yourself and a lot of creators don't have any idea about that and I'm like, yeah. I'm not saying I'm a, I'm an expert at it. I just know how to to talk to people. And it's just because of the corporate, you have to talk to people all the time. So yeah, it's like, for, sure. for me, it's just, I, I just interact with people and occasionally I'll promote something. But, well, a lot of people, I think they, they just don't understand how this works. And they, they, they have this idea of, okay, I'm just going to make a thumbnail. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put 
a million di different texts on it, a million different fonts, and it's all going to be completely unreadable. Or I'm going to do a series of videos. And it's going to be a let's play. And I, and I keep telling these people like, look, change this, change that. And they get offended. And that my, that's my thing. It's like, why are you going to, if you're going to call me teach and you want me to give you feedback and I give you feedback, and you don't like what I'm saying, then don't ask me. But my thing is, if you're, whatever you're doing, how is it working for you? If it's not working for you, then fucking change it. I think different. a lot of people are probably also just told, you know, mostly positive stuff. Um, yeah. I'm not saying people don't have bad lives. They obviously do. But those people who react a certain way most likely just haven't had a lot of, you know, critique feedback, which is rough. Because I don't, I, nobody, I mean, I know some people who really do like it. I like mm -hmm. it if somebody delivers it in a way, like if somebody butters me up, I'll have sex. Like if somebody <laughs> comes in and they're all, dude, I loved your blah, blah, blah. Like, I love this. I love this. But I had a question about blah, 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 blah. Then, then I'm lubed up. I'm ready to go. I'm like, okay. Uh, even if they're lying and I feel like they're lying. Hey man, he took the time, right? Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I do think a lot of these people haven't even had that. And it, it's where it's like, especially I was doing American call centers, uh, which were really starting to get heavy into the PR rules and the mm -hmm. HR speak. And we've, we had some employees that at least to me, there was no, there was, there, it was simply unacceptable to have them working there. There was mm -hmm. no, there was no reason that they should be working there. They were terrible. They were legitimately holding the entire team back and getting somebody relieved of duty was impossible. It was starting to become impossible. And this was for a nonprofit, which I found, strangely enough, they're even harder to get somebody out of than like a commercial, which I thought mm -hmm. commercial was pretty hard, but I guess not really, because you can always lay somebody off. Um, but I just don't think a lot of those people had heard it because I was in some reviews where I remember going like this person, like management doesn't want them here. And they were like, yeah, good job. Good job and blah, blah, blah. Good job. Yeah. You know, hey what we should do next time when we do this team meeting, you should do this, which really meant, dude, you suck and your team skills suck and nobody wants to work with you, but they would never do that. And I remember one, one of the first reviews I ever had, the guy came in, he's like, yeah, man, you're not very good. And he wasn't rude. Mm -hmm. He was just like, you're not very, this is a review. It's not a, it's, it's not a double hand job. Like, what are we, you're the employee. I'm the employer. Of course, I'm not going to, I'm paying you. You need to respond aptly, right? And I think a lot of people just don't get that now. Like even even a couple of my friends I've talked to who are younger than me, and the especially in the probably in the you know eighteen to twenty five ranks. When I start talking to them, they're more like, "My life was hard," and I'm like, "Why hard?" And they're like, "I had to pay my first month's rent and my last on my own." And I'm like, "Bitch, I lived in a car." Like I get where you're coming from, but is that the only thing? that you're considering hard. And a lot of people will take one hard moment in their life and they'll use it in martial arts. You'll definitely hear about this, but they'll use it mm -hmm. as a, as a brick to stop any other hard stuff, even if it's not a big brick. So yeah. they have one bad experience that they consider horrible. And maybe even most people wouldn't, but let's be honest, all hell's a relative. So they consider it horrible. They'll put it up and any other stuff comes in. They're like, but I'm a fighter. I'm a survivor. I did Baba, you know, so what you're saying, I'll just fight through it, you know, and you, a lot of times you're like, no, you really shouldn't fight through that because, you know, that, that person just told you you fucked up. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of people lack the social skills. They lack the communication skills. They lack, you know, 
like a social dynamic and social cues when you get people together because it's all online now. Even like you and I texting. I've never mistaken what you've said, but texting is so weird, right? Mm -hmm. Even an emoji. What the fuck? If you smile at me, how do I know you're not going like, yeah, sure, Carrick, right? Yeah. Or are you, in fact, the word fuck, we used to joke about the word fuck where you could say it 12 different ways just by inflection, like a question, like fuck? That mm -hmm. it's one word. That's, it's all about the inflection of stuff, and it's lost in text. And I think a lot of people also <sighs> live their life in text. Yeah. And so they just they don't know how to take it. They don't yeah. know how to take it when you when you say do this, even though they asked, man. They don't want to hear that. What they want to hear is keep on fighting because everything in the world and in pop culture is about the fatters. And mm -hmm. really, fighting requires fairly heavy opposition. Most people want to be known as a fighter, but do not want to have opposition. And yeah. I think that's one of the biggest things like you take away, especially as a cancer cancer, like anybody who's had cancer or a lifelong illness, they usually there's a different. Usually I, you can tell like there's yeah. something a little bit different about how that person reacts to, to specific things. Because, yeah, it's. Um, yeah, like that, that one of those people and several others I've just given it, you know, they, they ask me, I give them my opinion. And it's like they're always expecting people to just be positive to them. And I've seen how others interact with them. I've seen how it's just, yo, you're doing great. Your stuff is great. And I'm over here like, no, it's not really not. And when I and it's like they 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 get defensive. And it was kind of funny because this happened actually on my my wife's stream. Uh, the same person ended up saying that their body ached from all the editing that they do mm. and my wife was kind of like what editing do you do and i i when i read when i saw that she responded that way i was laughing my ass off because i'm like thinking to myself uh i know a lot of people who do a lot of work like you several other content creators i know my wife myself where like we're constantly doing something there's a big difference between what we're doing and someone who's just recording commentary over playing a game for a few minutes and then uploading just footage. I'll agree saying, with that, but I do want to point out one thing. Go for it. You and I have a, we may have a different level of experience with something where to us it is not difficult. So mm -hmm. the, and the only reason I bring that up, because I agree with you, those kind of things can happen where somebody feels sorry for themselves and we all do i do mm -hmm. everybody does that's a human that's human nature um however especially when you teach martial arts a lot of times you'll get the repetition you'll get something pop up and somebody's feeling sorry for themselves and there are multiple ways you can fix it definitely being hard on somebody can fix it but then you have to look at what the outcome is being nice to somebody and then you have to look at what the outcome will be and a lot of times what's happening is they ju there's like a, almost like a do not understand. So, mm -hmm. for example, I have, when I started, I didn't know editors. I'm sure you didn't. Well, maybe you did, but I didn't know any editors. So I didn't know Adobe, right? I didn't know. No, I didn't either. Right. So I felt because your brain is focused, that can cause you to sweat. There's, there mm -hmm. were times when I first started, I probably wouldn't have said it. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. But there were times where I was like, oh, what the fuck? Or you hit the fucking, how many times have you hit the render button and the pr premiere crashes or whatever? And you're like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> and there have been times even recently where I felt sorry for, I've been in here and, you know, my wife will come in and she'll be like, what's wrong? And I'm like, dude, 
you would not believe this. And I'll just go through my litany and she'll listen. She'll listen. That's about mm-hmm. the most, you know, which can be difficult too. Cause sometimes they don't know when you need help, you know, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I've, I definitely know my friends at times have been like, dude, I could have used your help at this time. And I'll be like, okay, I need to learn that, you know, their level is different than mine. So I agree with you and that, and it is, it, 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 there's people out there that are like that. And I, you're probably hundred percent right. But at the same time, especially teaching martial arts, you start to run into a lot of people where their, their verbiage is just off. And what they're yeah. really saying is, Hey, for example, if anybody wants to test this, I'll give you a test. If you're not, if you're not a lifetime first person shooter, here's a test for you. They're online. There is a, uh, mouse test where you blow your screen up to full size and nukes go off. They look like nukes, but they're colored blobs go off and you have to hit them and Mm. it's timing you by the millisecond. And I can guarantee you, unless you're a first person shooter and that is your normal thing, when you are done, you will actually feel weird, like almost sick to your stomach. I was doing it just recently and I play first person Mm -hmm. shooters all the time, but this one is like, and I have a big screen, so you have to move your mouse even farther, and you have to hit mm-hmm. it. You can, so your accuracy and your timing is all tracked. And, of course, I want to do better, right? I see, like, a horrible score, and I'm like, whoa, fuck. I'm telling you, I got done, dude, and I was like, mm, I feel like I might throw up. I was, like, sweaty a little bit because your brain, remember, more than a third of all your calories in your day goes to that little fucking brain. It only weighs like two pounds. More than a mm-hmm. third of calories go to that. That's why in martial arts, you can have somebody do a day training, which is what we do, which is where you have somebody come in, you'll do a day training. You won't even do physical stuff. You're explaining to them, you know, the differences between moves and blah, blah, blah. They will fucking tell you that they've never slept better that night. Even if we do eight hours of martial arts, full speed contact and drills the next, because the brain can can eat up that many calories and that much energy. So... You know, I agree with you, but I'm just, I just wanted to point that out that sometimes, no. sometimes you will get that where, and it's hard to know. Cause if the person's just always complaining, sometimes you want to tell them maybe this isn't for you too. Yes. Right. And then, <laughs> yeah. and I try not to be negative because maybe it isn't, but maybe something within that element is, um, you just, yeah. I mean, it's all, it's all different people and everybody's going to take things differently. I just try to not care. And I tell everybody the better you can control yourself and what you do, your editing time, all those kind of things, things you can control mm-hmm. the better. And then, and then it, it'll either work or it won't. I think people also think that like hard work will always work or mm-hmm. they'll become a big star with one video. And those <laughs> are, whoops, dynamically, sorry, I knocked my mic off. Those are dynamically opposed. Mm-hmm. They're dynamically opposed experiences. You will; those are the stories you hear. But guess mm-hmm. what? You don't hear the fucking majority of the data in the center saying people are still crunching. They're not getting a ton of subscribers. They're getting a couple, and that's why it's best to go into it like like we said at the starting. Go into it as a fun thing. And if your body's aching from editing, check yourself because if it's really aching, you need to get up and move. Yeah. You know, that's another yeah. thing, man. The amount of unhealth, even myself, dude, I was walking around all day long as call center. People don't realize. I think they think of call center people on the phone and not moving. As a manager, I was not on the phone. I was literally always moving. And I was mm-hmm. the operations manager. And then coming to this and not moving as much, I have to be like, okay, today is four hours of martial arts. Tomorrow is two hours of lifting weights. The day after is running. And 
sitting can make you sore. People do not realize that. Your body is not accustomed to having weight on all of its points. So if you're getting sore from editing, maybe check, you know, maybe maybe walk. Maybe maybe get up, put the Wendy's burger away and mm-hmm. do a lap or two. Mm-hmm. Do you wait speaking of that, do you get to work out? Yes. Uh, do you do you I... do it outside there in Hawaii or do you do you have to go to a gym? I was going to a gym, so I had to switch it up to working out at home. So I've got those, um, I think it's the Bowflex ones, but they're rotating. Like you can select the weights. So I have those. Yeah. Uh, I just ordered a bench because I want to do a whole lot more because our gyms, we just came out of our fourth or fifth lockdown. And it's right. like the gym will open. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and get, like I was insane about And then it'll just going. close again? Yeah. Yeah. So like I, uh, my bench should be here this week, but yeah, I just work out at home. I do ring fit. I, you know, go for walks, go for running. Uh, I, I do my weights and it's just, I have to do it because I've gotten so, so used to it. Right. And it, I, I sleep better, even though I don't sleep a lot, but I sleep better. I feel better. And that's why I try, I try to tell people like, even something as little as just go for a walk, do something with your body. I don't know if you have this. Um, I've been so I'm really social, and mm-hmm. I've been having a weird issue. That's it's been bothering me actually. So, it's not a desire to not do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, working out's not an issue. It's more. So I I went to PAX and I went to uh, one of the other ones. I didn't go to E3, but I've, I've gone to a couple of events and they mm-hmm. didn't really work out financially, but they were fun, you know. And maybe I'll go again. And yet I've found myself like very positive when i i'm very extroverted so when i get in a big group that is like when my friends come over for board games that's when i have energy for like three days like i'm the opposite of the people who get tired when people are over i get more energetic and i have noticed a weird thing and i don't know if this is just you know it might be the lockdown it might be mm-hmm. but because there's no choice on my part i cannot mm-hmm. refuse to have my friends come over which this sounds weird, but introverts love to be invited. I don't care what they say. Mm-hmm. Every introvert I've ever met loves to be invited so they can turn you down. And if you don't invite them, they won't be your friend. They'll be like, well, you didn't yeah. invite me. You'll be like, bitch, you never go. And they're like, but you still should have invited. And you're all, dude, you're such a backwards asshole. But they, that's the way humans are, right? Humans want to be asked and needed. They want mm-hmm. to be able to say no, because that's the cool kid. Cool kid's like, Doing too many things, can't go. And you're like, what are you doing tonight, really? And they're like, making my own ice cream at home. And dude, you weigh 350 pounds. Do you think you'd go out and maybe fucking walk with us? But they don't. <laughs> and what I'm saying is when you get, at least for me, the inability for me to go out and do these things and get in groups, that's affected me um, themat- like not thematically and not necessarily energy, but deeper energy. So I used to do the walking the walks. I still do them. But mm-hmm. I've noticed to to prime that pump, to get to that moment takes me longer. Yeah. And it's not burned out in games. I thought, like, I was like, oh, is it that I'm not interested in this technical aspect? Because I have a tendency to change what I'm interested in. I'm a learner. I love, I take three master classes every single month. I love mm-hmm. taking classes. I love going to stuff. But I was like, why am I not? It Like, it was just a little bit more difficult. Even just mm-hmm. going to a website to find out what engine a game took, you know, so I could start tracking that. I'm like, all right. I'll go. And I think it's it's the virus, man. It's like yeah. You can't because all of if you're an extrovert or an introvert, regardless you're changed. And I would say I'm probably a bit of both. Um 
I'm an egovert where I do like to be like, no. But then I also am the party guy where I'm like, everybody come to my house and we'll do board mm -hmm. game. Matter of fact, I tweeted yesterday. I don't know if you saw it, but I tweeted a bunch of pictures of board games. And I was like, I, I bought that. these three weeks before the virus hit. And now none are usable, you know, which was a hit. Like looking at them was so depressing. So I don't know if that's what's happening to me, but it can happen to anybody. That is one thing, you know, like, like even though I was hard on that person who said their body ached, I can tell you there's a social dynamic that has certainly changed. Seeing your wife all the time, you know, sometimes you're like, dude, get out. Like, yes. I don't want my wife near me all the time. And I can tell you, my wife doesn't want me near her all the time. Like, that's disgusting. I don't even want me near me all the time. Like, that's gross. So the idea of her having to be, and I'm, you know, I'm in my fucking trunks, just got done working out, sweaty, checking an email. And I know that in the back of her head, she's like, I could probably kill him right now. Like, and eat him or something. Like, you're all close to each other. You're all stuck in the same places. Yeah. I'm just saying, try to get out a little bit. Like you said, go for a walk. Find a spot where maybe you can get some, some if, if you need it, get some social time. And if, you, if you're getting too tight... There is ways, it's just much harder to get away mm -hmm. from people, but there are ways to get out and get away from people. And I think it's important, man. I think it's, humans are not built to have this outside rule that makes no sense to us. It very much makes sense, but I'm saying it makes no sense to our brains. Mm -hmm. Our natural brain doesn't understand why every rule has changed when it comes now to social dynamics. Like yeah. everything has changed. And I think it's rough on people. And people, a lot of people think that uh, we're gonna go back to the previous norm. I'm like, I don't know. I don't. I don't think we will. No, I think this we won't change. Dude, you everything. think so? No way, man. We're not, okay. Let's just break it down real quick. We're mm -hmm. we're going for a long time. I don't want to hold you, but let's break it down real quick. You no, have go for it. You have movies. Movies will never be the same. Never. Yeah. You will have actors. I just discussed this in the Discord. You have a lot of actors who are now really popular on Instagram and podcasts because they haven't been able to act as much. I can guarantee you a majority of those will be thinking about how to continue their careers if things slightly let up. And many will look at it and say, oh, 60 hours a week being away from my family nine months to film in China to do some fucking movie that may not succeed? Or mm -hmm. am I going to Freddie Prince Jr. this shit? Have a podcast be married to Sarah Michelle Geller, fucking not get out of the house, and and people will still love me. Mm -hmm. A lot of people who are self invested already, they've got good they've got a good number of uh, Instagram, blah blah blah. I don't think those guys. I don't think we will see them as active. I truly do not. Almost like an actor who gets residuals for a TV show. They always mm -hmm. have to make that thought. Like, is it important to me? That's not going the same. Movies will never be the same because even entire systems of delivery of movies are being created right now for anti-piracy. And those will not be negated magically when they, sh when they show up. Also, employees, most of these places have laid everybody off. All those people yeah. are either within the job industry, right, and will be replaced by young people because luckily enough, people fuck every day, which means people are born every day. You just found that out. <laughs> so, right? So yep. those people will replace it. So if in four years it gets fixed, the 25-year-old who was selling popcorn at Regal maybe now has a different job. Mm -hmm. And so that all changes, that entire dynamic. We are in a situation that has never, ever occurred. Like uh, most of the history teacher I've talked to, and we did have a podcast about this, have stated that it is now bigger as a world-altering event than the Great Depression because the world-altering event of the Great Depression didn't impact people that had no economy. They mm -hmm. were in, like somebody in Africa in a village doesn't get as impacted by 
us, then maybe maybe we didn't go there for assistance or aid. But with the virus, it's there. And so mm -hmm. the entire world has changed. Nah, man, we ain't going back, dude. Come on. It ain't. And we're going to get accustomed to this. We're going to get accustomed to you and I throwing emojis in a DM to each other. And the desire mm -hmm. to meet up is going to go down. I play tabletop board games, uh, vid video, uh, the virtual tabletop on Steam all the time instead of physical. Getting mm -hmm. my friends to come over physically might be more difficult. It costs money. It costs time. One of my friends drove three hours every weekend to play D&D &D with us. Mm -hmm. Will he want to come back? Would you? I mean, what? why? He doesn't love me. We ain't banging. Like, what's the, what's, what's his, what's the positive out of that? Mm-hmm. So... No, I don't think so, man. I don't think anything's going the same. I think you're going to see a bunch of self-preservation as well as a bunch of self-success. You're going to see movie stars doing that kind of stuff. You'll see musicians continue the iTunes release, you know, that kind of stuff. We should do a rap. Yeah. Sorry, this is me when I get energetic. <laughs> I bounce. I bounce. But I was just like, we should do a rap. Anyway, nah, it's, I'm, I'm just saying. It's, uh, <laughs> it's crazy. People are probably right now is like, did he snort cocaine? <laughs> at some point and they freeze the frame how did he get more energy but this is this is how it goes as, as time goes on but no man i don't think it'll be the same i mean hawaii's changed i'm sure drastically right like yeah i mean have you noticed something because i don't know if this is true wouldn't okay. things like rental cars be used less too mm -hmm. so like entire industries that were based on travel that aren't the ones we hear about flight luggage sales mm-hmm and then those people go to different jobs because those are pared down. That's what I mean. And and maybe we can come out of this educated. Maybe more people will take classes, master classes. Uh, Amazon, by the way. No, mm -hmm. I'm not affiliated. I don't get a sponsorship, but I'm telling you right now, if you're if you want to learn some shit, go to Amazon. They have like 24 hour or 25 uh, class, you know, things taught by professors. I did ancient Egypt for the walking the walk, which was a blast. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know, man. What what's your wife gonna do? Like, let's say the virus died tomorrow. Okay, so you guys are pregnant. Let's reverse a mm -hmm. week. Okay. And it went away. So she was laid off by this orthopedic place. Mm-hmm. Would you, do you think the virus has affected her ideas of what she's going to do now? It has. Uh, she, so, for her, um, Okay, so let me let me put this uh, timeline. So when it first, when she first got laid off, she's you know thinking, okay, so this is gonna be a couple weeks. I'm right. back at work. That couple weeks turned to a couple months, which has now been since March. And what she's done, because her company, they, they did reach out to her and say, hey, you know, we might we might reopen into oh, okay. this month. Yeah. Um. But she's already got in her head, like, I need a contingency In plan. a different space. Yes. Yeah. So, like, she started, like I said, like, she dove headfirst into content creation on YouTube. Uh, Good. Podcast, uh, streaming on, on Twitch. She's got a podcast she started. Because I told her, whatever it is you want to do, damn, start doing it Woman's now. up on it, man. That's awesome. That's cool. But, that's, I, that's awesome. That's really awesome to hear. So like she she like with her YouTube channel like she literally kickstarted that she's at six or seven thousand subs like she's really grown on Jesus. YouTube. That's not bad. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, that's cool. It's better than my growth in the first couple months. I'm absolutely sure. 
And you know, and and I think on Twitch she's at like thirteen hundred followers or something like that. Damn. And then uh, podcasting, like I, you know, she just I got her the gear, like I got her mic, XLR uh, interface, and all that. And I said, here, just do your thing. And yeah. she's on it. And and you know, she's finally. I think she got a couple partnerships or something. Like she's got something with Technisport. She's got something with uh, some something i don't know not to sound is. vaguely disturbing i need to talk to your wife <laughs> dude that's fucking that's awesome she's like making it work straight up that's very cool man and, very and cool. like in, um, and, and she'll be able to do that when she's pregnant too for a long time you know yeah. like the podcast and stuff like that's not going to be affected that's money in the bank man yeah and and you know that's that's the thing is like when she she we were talking actually talking about this yesterday she was saying like you know, I don't know how I feel about going back to, to work. She said, because of how she said, look at the gyms. People went back to work at the gyms. Yeah, boom. right. And then boom, closed again. You're, you're done. And so she's just looking at alternative ways of creating income. I know like there is a, a bit of a, you know, and this is inside stuff. But I'll just share it. That, like there is a, a bit of tension between, you know, her parents and or her mother rather and me because I quit my job. And so that was oh, right, a, a yeah. sense that of, right. you know, like, oh, you're just being lazy. You're trying yeah, to it's understandable on both sides. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I definitely see that. I can see that. So, so, like, whereas it is now, it's like, oh, wait, your job, like, your position is already gone. Like, they, they closed down. Like, my old job has closed down a lot of different positions in IT or consolidated. Right. So it's like, you know, when when they or other people are like, oh, just go get a job. And I'm like what jobs are there out here because hawaii is 90 percent tourism and if you go to waikiki i think you probably saw i put a video up a couple weeks ago went to waikiki it's a ghost town yeah the amount of businesses like literally i think my wife and i were down in waikiki because uh, we go there to get i'm two minutes i live right next to the two biggest uh hiking trails and i'm a minute and a half away from uh waikiki that's where my house is and I'm literally, is another thing, I'm down, I, I'm two houses down from Hironobu Sakaguchi who created Final Fantasy. He oh, lives, really? Yeah. He's right down the street from me. So you know what else comes up, though? You just remind me of something. Who's thinking of the whores? That's the question I just asked. People are like, did he say what I think he did? I did. Dude. Prostitution's <laughs> down. Oh, yeah. The streetwalkers? Yeah, they Streetwalkers, because they... the reason why this reminded me is my brother was stationed in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. uh, I was seven, I was I was 13 at the time, so he would have been like in his 20s. And mm -hmm. he invited us over and he took us to a street in Honolulu. Now, I can't remember where exactly it was, but he was like, and I was like, hey, you know, even at that age, I was already like, hey, how you doing? And he was like, dude, uh uh, like those, those are ladies of the night, you know? He was like, the, mm -hmm. and it just dawned on me because you mentioned this, I was like, even. Even like escorts, like it, dude, it's world yeah. changing. People just don't get, and I know a lot of my friends who like to sit back and pretend that it's not going to make a huge, it's not making a huge impact, but I just don't think there's any, even people who are doing well because of it for whatever reason, like face mask creators, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, they're still, they're still probably having troubles. Oh. We, we know we just, uh, over here, uh, person said prostitution's down. Only fans is rowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just telling you, who's thinking of the whores? No, it's uh, it. One of my exes is a uh, one of them's. A, they do adult movies, and then another one, who was a friend, is an escort. Mm -hmm. I haven't talked to her. 
Um, no, not while I was dating them, by the way. But uh, <laughs> I haven't talked to her in, you know, six or seven months. I, I'm still good with friends with her. And, you know, she was saying that, like, things had started when I, when I first started talking to her. She was saying things were starting to get weird with a lot of, like, clients, you know, mm. having issues. And it just, if they're, if everybody's being affected, my one hope that people come out of this with is a, a good, solid, a good, solid psychological line of mm. what matters. It would be really nice because I would love to, you know, if you have an argument and both people sort of go, yeah, but you know what? We lived through this bullshit. So, mm -hmm. you know, a little bit of common ground. I don't think it'll happen for everybody because some people won't learn. Um, and some people will take advantage, but at least it's we live in interesting times. Like, it's yeah. weird that I'll be like everybody I know who's my friend who's, you know, going to be around after all this will be able to say we lived through it, which is not a positive, but like I said, I hope there's a little bit of common ground for some people, especially when it comes to like what matters, you know? Yeah. I saw somebody bitching about it. There were two people bitching about like, tw like who had more Twitter followers. I saw this a couple, a couple days ago, two creators, mm -hmm. they were pretty big and you know, they were dropping little sub hints about each other. And I was just w reading it and watching this bang, 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 and watching fans like, well, you know, Jessica, blah, 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 is better than, you know, whatever their names are. And I was like, mm -hmm. wow, we're there. We're there. We're at the end of humanity. We're at the yeah. fact that these people are at home typing because they can't leave due to a killer virus. And all they care about is the number of Twitter followers some has. Pretty sad. That's why, that's why you gotta be, gotta be happy about something. We got good video games, good movies. Mm -hmm. You watched anything recently? Movie-wise? TV show? I'm a huge fan. Uh, TV shows. Uh, I just got into The Boys. Good show. Really good. Uh, I, I put it off for a long time. I, all my friends were like, you need to watch this. Yeah. You need to stop it. Everything you're doing and watch this. And I'm over here like, damn, I have missed out. <laughs> yeah, that show's good. Um, we, I man, I bounce a lot of shows, and I I, I, I rewatch a lot of shows too, which I know a lot of people can't do. I can rewatch them thousands of times. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, we were, I, I finished up a rewatch of Fringe. Did you ever see that? Yes. Okay. I, which I love. I, I, I rewatched that, and then um, I'm watching The Good Doctor, which sounds a little bit like if people know me, they'd be like, "That's a little interesting." It's about an autistic doctor. Uh, mm -hmm. surgeon on autistic surgeon and the actor is just really good and i like mm -hmm. those kind of shows like some you know person like fish out of water duck out of water whatever it may be duck fish mm -hmm. fish uh that one's cool have you seen doom patrol or uh the titans because i haven't seen either one of those yet no i haven't uh, i haven't seen that yet oh what about mixed things um, about them umbrella academy season two I think my wife has seen it. I haven't seen it yet. Ah, season one was so good, dude. That's the problem, right? When that second season rolls around and you're always wondering, you're like, is mm -hmm. this gonna, is this gonna end up being as good or not? And it was just, yeah, wasn't, wasn't very enjoyable. Okay, okay. Um, one of the other things I wanted to ask you, uh, content creator related, what it, you know, when it comes to working with companies like the whole review code process yeah what advice would you give to someone who's looking to work with a company like how should they reach out where should they look trying to remember the old way versus now but i basically i would say that 
if you can buy your own stuff and don't reach out until you have a couple thousand. If you do something mm -hmm. amazing and you see a couple people tweet about it, um, then you can reach out. But I will honestly say cover indies. You may not want to. Indies mm -hmm. cannot simply get covered because Steam has, I think it's 2,000 releases a month just on Steam yeah. of indies. So there is a huge, so what I call it behind the scenes is called shooting the gap where it's where I look at something and I'm like, okay, nobody's covering this. And usually I can't cover it, but I'll tell somebody in the Discord if, who wants to start a channel, I'll be like, this is what you need to do because mm -hmm. nobody's doing it. And it won't see massive growth, but it may see employment growth. And mm -hmm. I could certainly see employment growth. And one of the reasons why is because an indie developer, and you know this, but you're leveraging their Twitter, you're leveraging their social media contacts by covering them as well. So you may have a hundred people following you. If you cover even a slightly mediocre sized steam indie that looks pretty good, you got to make sure it's not, you know, utter trash. You could be hinging two, three, 10, 15, 100,000 followers mm -hmm. because they'll retweet you. And I would just simply say, you know, just ask, be like, I would like to review and always give examples. I still give examples even to this day, and I do not know if I piss off PR, but I still go and I open every single one the same way. I'll be like, uh, you know, like um, query for blah, blah, blah from ACG. And they, they know my email. They've got it 1000 times, but I'm like, I don't know. We're not, you know, bro fisting. We're not brothers. We're not sisters. I don't know. And, you know, I'll joke with them later. But mm -hmm. in the query, when I request one, I'm very professional. And I will try to put links, if I can, of a past video. And I will always give a suggestion of what I'm going to do, which I wasn't doing for a long time. And I think is vital now. Because I've mm -hmm. missed a couple reviews that were huge by not stating. Didn't know that this was required, but I wasn't really stating how I was going to cover it. Impressions slash previews slash reviews you know, that kind mm -hmm. of thing, uh, walk, walking the walk. So, or, 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 uh, uh, let's play. So I would say, just be very clear of what you want to do and give them as much as you can, man, make it worth it. Because remember if their games, 20 bucks, all you have to do is know that they need to make their 20 bucks back. Yeah. Now that's not too hard. Uh, even if you warn somebody away from it, we all know those people who buy shitty games on purpose to stream. So you never know you'll be watched. Uh, mm -hmm. but once you, once you're known for that, people will come to you and be like, you know, like, I want this person to cover. And be honest with everything you do. And man, study. Dude, I know people who won't study, man. They won't study. They won't know about a game. They won't know about the dynamics. They won't know about um, difficulty curves. They won't. And it's just mm -hmm. like, why not look it up? Those just be all, this game is fun. Even people I've helped, I've stated, you need to, you need to do, you said yourself, you're like, Let's Plays may not be the best. I agree, except one person I know who's doing stellar on Let's Plays is Fighting Cowboy, who is yeah. ex-Twitch, and he moved. And the reason why he's doing excellent is because they're not just uh, let, Let's Plays, they're also build guides. Mm. So if you can do something unique, like, what if you call yourself, I'm just throwing shit out, but if you call yourself the Indie Corner, mm -hmm. and that's what you're known for, doesn't necessarily mean you'll get AAA games, um, but you can worry about that later. Because when you start, you are hinging on their goodwill and their social media contacts. And when you get bigger, they are hinging on yours. Yeah. And so to me, understanding that tit for tat is, is vital. And mm -hmm. I know that just because I have, you know, I don't even know how many subscribers I have. 500,000? Just 600? I don't remember. But anyway, mm -hmm. I've like uh, over you're, half a million you're... You're at seven hundred thousand. 
or oh, did I make seven hundred thousand? I do. Yeah. I never check subscribers. So <laughs> if you if you even with that, I've got missed on a couple because I wasn't clear. I wasn't clear mm -hmm. that I wanted to do a preview and instead said review and the codes weren't coming out or they didn't want me to get a code, um, which just happens. Oh, and another thing, watch my video. This is the only time I'm going to pimp a video, but I did a video on Horizon Zero Dawn's code issues when it first came out on the PS4. And I mm -hmm. said, I, basically, I was explaining to people because people were mad at Sony and they were like, Carrick's not getting, which I, uh, that's awesome. You know, you have fans. But I had to do an entire video, and I seem to always have to do this about Sony stuff, but I had to be like, dude, what if I don't fit with their game? I cuss a lot. Sony's an mm -hmm. older style company, and I'm dropping sex jokes about Tori Black. Like, she's a porn star. If Sony doesn't want me there, that's mm -hmm. on, that is, there's nothing, what do you call it, like black-hearted or, or evil about that. It's not their, it's not a charity. Like, that mm -hmm. makes no sense. Instead, you push your best foot forward. You, If you're known for being honest, some will dislike you, some will like you, some you'll fit perfectly, some maybe not so much. And that's pretty much, that's that's it. I think honesty and, and clarity. And by the way, if you're having an issue, just look online for how to write business emails or something. Yeah. And, you know, you and I, when you're in a call center, that's all I'm doing. So it's like mm -hmm. I, I got, you know, and even I make mistakes. Like people always did bitch about me. They're like, do you ever uh, QC or uh, your uh, your tw tweets? Because I'll have misspellings all the time. And I'm like, absolutely not. Never, <laughs> never. Like it'll have red underlines and I'll be all look at it and I'll be like, people get the fucking gist. They know what I'm talking about. I'll just, <laughs> and I know that looks unprofessional, but that's I write outside of YouTube as well. That's one of my mm -hmm. things to do is I like to write. So I don't want to worry about it on Twitter. I'll worry about it in this other avenue that I'm doing. But yeah, I would say just be honest and, and clear. And um, it's not a charity. Write that on your fucking forehead backwards. So when you look in the mirror, you see it because that is the biggest thing out of all this is it is not a charity, no matter what. And I get pissy too. I'll be like, I'll see somebody get it. And I'll, you know, be like, well, why? Cause, cause you feel, you, you just want to know why, mm -hmm. you know, but at the same time, deep down inside there is no expectation in life that you'll ever know why yeah and you have to remember that too uh to to add on to that one of the other things i'd like to say uh is when it comes to dealing with people in the industry like the pr people yeah you would think from out for, for outsiders they would think oh it's huge but then you realize it's actually very. It's a very. It's very small. You mean the the group of people? That actually, yeah, the people that oversee like, yeah, giving out codes and whatnot. Very so, small, and sometimes yeah. overburdened with six thousand people requiring a code. Yeah, and it's like one of the things. Like I, so last year I got to go to E three for the first time ever, and uh, I thought it was, I was really honored. The PDP flew me out there. Because like I oh, am damn. a smaller creator, yeah, that's so I cool. Got, I got flown out there. I got to, you know, I, I got the what is it, the press pass or whatever. So I got to see a right. lot of stuff. My wife and I were were there, and just like people who were sending me codes, indie folks, AAA folks, getting to meet them, getting that face to face interaction. Yeah, that's why every time when people say, "Oh, you know, I can just watch E three. We don't need, you know, you never need to go there." Going there and watching on YouTube entirely different. Right, and you can hinge that positively or negatively or, or 
even to become closer with creators. It doesn't even yeah. always have to be PR. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But like one of the things I've noticed is like some like you don't want to burn bridges with PR folks because they all talk. I and I saw this on Twitter. I don't know if you saw this recently. I want to say it was probably last week. There was a creator who got the GI Joe game, and there was a there was an embargo, and uh, he yeah, broke... but yeah, nothing. Continue. No, no, no. Uh, I, I think he he got the code, and then he 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 broke embargo. He was asked to take it down because he broke it, and then instead of like talking to the guy, the PR person, he was swearing at the guy. I, I think you saw that. Yeah, you, you may know. I, yeah, and it's like, that dude's done. <laughs> he is, but I will say this. I asked and was not given an answer, which I think indicates I was right. Originally, it was described as he broke embargo, um, mm -hmm. and he was told to take it down. However, mm -hmm. I looked at his Twitter, and he had got that from a store. Oh. How was he supposed to know the embargo? How does he even know Good what point. PR group is handling it? Good point. So, is it not kosher? Yes. Is there ways to check it? Yes. Is he a smaller creator? Yes. Am I backing him up? Nope. I'm just stating that what I read and what I asked about after I said, oh, they're done. And then I kept reading. I was like, wait. And I asked. And I was like, are you saying? And no one ever answered me in that entire PR group. And they were still answering everybody else. So my yeah, indication was that, I that. And I could be wrong. My indication was that was a little bit of a piling on because... Somebody got it early, and the PR group was like, oh, shit. And they have every right to take it down early, which is yeah. what I talked about earlier when I said Polygon, IGN, myself have stated, hey, this is a street broken, blah, blah, blah. And usually the company will be like, hey, man, you know, we don't want that out because they have the authority to basically do that right up until the very minute it's fully released. Mm -hmm. So they just won't usually. And in fact, one of my first reviews got dinged for that because I uh, it wasn't the one that I talked about earlier. It was... um. Uh, XCOM the Bureau, mm -hmm. so which is a third-person shooter version of XCOM, and um, I got that street street broke, and they they claimed it against me. They did they didn't even ask me. It was take two, which I assume they don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. um, but I agree with you. Uh, ignoring all that, ignoring the you know probably shouldn't cuss. But on the other hand, he's probably like, who the fuck are you? Like, yeah. How do you want? And and I'm gonna tell you right now, if I I would know I did something wrong. And so maybe I would treat it differently. However, if somebody randomly from a company emailed me and was like, blah, 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 I, you know what I would do? I would probably ignore it because one of two things will happen. It'll get struck and it's not a copyright strike. That'd just be a claim. It's not mm -hmm. going to hurt your channel. Or two, they just leave it up and you can always claim you're stupid. Yeah. You can. You can always, when in doubt, walk out. Like that's the way, you know, I would never have responded and be like, what the, you know, that's that. Yeah. Like you said, that doesn't, that doesn't help anybody. Yeah. Um, and the other yeah, small group and they move a lot. They, they quit and, and yeah. work for other companies a lot. And I've had great ones and I know a couple. Um, I had the, I had the one person at one of the major biggest companies ever call me a bunch of names and accidentally forward their own email to me. So like, you know, it happens. And yeah. that was ridiculous because they were, I mean, I, I don't even know. I mean, I know who they are now, but I didn't at the time. And I just asked for a code and they were like, you know, this fat piece of shit, bitch, 
blah 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 doesn't and they they were at one of the largest game makers in the world and they accident and they said you know pretend you're going to give him a code but don't and they forwarded it without taking me off the forward and i got to see it so i'm like okay well they're human too you know they yeah. can be they can be jackasses um it happens and that's a one other thing is like uh, i know we spoke about clicks and voice actors there's also clicks when it comes to pr people in the video oh, game for sure. yeah. well they try they they trust or you know they'll they'll trust what one another says um i'm sure many of them don't get along too though i yeah. will say that because i there's sometimes where i can tell like just like oh i haven't talked to that person and you know that quick response and you'll be all mm, okay so but yeah there's clicks everywhere you just got to control them if you have a positive click that's all that matters that's what i firmly believe that's why mm -hmm. like the people that i like i'll contact and talk to everybody else i just don't even think about them you surround yourself with those people at the very minimum you're enjoying what you're doing even if you're not getting paid at the maximum you're enjoying it with a bunch of friends and you're getting paid like that's to me that's the only legitimately smart way to do it mm -hmm. and agreed like just don't get caught up in all that shit at least not for very long that's why like it, it's, it's kind of interesting like when i see um Damn. twitch streamers and youtubers talk about all this drama that they they see or yeah it's whatever stuff isn't it it's i'm over here like man i must be okay obviously i am i'm on, I'm on an island i stay i keep my nose out of it because it's like it doesn't impact me and it goes back to yeah. what you were saying about like when you dealt with real shit yeah all this other stuff on the internet just doesn't matter so when i see this they're like oh this this happened on twitch and tw uh, twitter or twitch twitch or twitter twitch or whatever or right. whatever the drama i'm like where are you looking for all this drama because i'm over here like i'm just sipping my coffee and i'm looking at all the dumb shit that i'm seeing i'm like you're going out of your way to find that <laughs> yeah i mean i can't i don't really see it from their standpoint so it's hard to even know i mean i know exactly i know where they're coming from but mm -hmm. i also don't i don't even know how to track that thought process because it's not mine and it's pretty mm -hmm diametrically opposed to mine but yeah i mean i'm trying to think if this has even happened to me well no it hasn't happened to me so here's another weird thing i get really defensive over like my friends so like if somebody if somebody or other people that i know like that i dig i don't even care mm -hmm. if they dig me by the way like if i if i respect somebody's work that's sort of the end of it i don't need them to like love me um but one time so one thing I hate, I hate these kind of videos. I fucking hate them, man. I hate them. Whenever anybody says like, you'll be, you'll be shocked when, or, you know, has something like that in their title, the clickbaity stuff. Um, yeah. And one day I did a video on it and the next hour Dreamcast guy did a video with that title. And I know <laughs> Dreamcast guy does those titles, Yeah. but I wasn't going after a guy who actually plays a bunch of fucking games religiously is good at them. Max mm -hmm. is actually awesome at them. And you see him playing them all the time. I was talking about like people just doing them to make their daily money. Like they're, yeah. you know, where you can tell it's just, it's tangential. And I got mad at that because people went after him and I had to jump in and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I wasn't like, he knows. I was like, of all the people in the world, I wouldn't go after it. would actually be him because it's like, he's the one you know, we've talked behind the scenes about like getting a code or just like what he likes, what I like issues, you know, people are having, we're not best friends or anything, but it's like, 
I wouldn't do that. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I notice side stuff more. I'll notice that. So if somebody came at me, I wouldn't even probably know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if somebody comes at, like, I'll be on a podcast, uh, international podcast, and I, I will definitely somehow, I don't know if my brain alerts, I'll root out people saying bad shit about my guests. It mm-hmm. drives me fucking nuts. And that's when I get really mad. Is like so like if one like Silver has a bad, you know, webcam and I tease him about it all the time. It looks like he's filming from, you know, eighteen hundred BC, like from a, the bottom of a well. Mm-hmm. But then people like talk about looks or something, and I'll just be like, nah, it's not happening. Like that yeah. and, and I'll and I'll get pissy about that, but I don't really notice the hot trends. I know I saw AJ and somebody having some kind of thing on Twitter, um, uh, Angry Joe recently. But yeah. I don't even track that, even though I know Angry Joe. I don't try because I know he can take care of himself too. So it's just like I don't, I don't, I don't, I just don't get involved in almost any of this anymore. It never really hits my feed, and it never. And admittedly, I will do a lot of tweets and then tweet storm, as they say, and then just disappear. And most mm-hmm. of the time, by the way, if you see me doing this, go and look, and it'll be shit to make people mad. All the yeah. time, like, all, like that one time I said, grinding games, or if you like the end game grind, blah, blah, blah. And I just went at it, pretending like I was talking to somebody else. But like anybody who likes grinding games would have taken that personally offensive. It was just a joke. It was like, I said disgust. So I hope people knew it was a joke. That was a joke. That was, that was just me taking the piss. And I do believe all the things I said, but not towards people. It was just like, mm-hmm. I don't like in game grind. That was it. And yeah. Yeah, those kinds of things are fun, but I think the stress and the fucking like Twitter dramas be uh, maybe I'm too old. Fuck, who knows? <laughs> no, I I, I just think it, it's who who's got time for that? Honestly, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. so much other stuff you can do. It's in life, pretty worthless. I don't yeah. even respond back now on stuff. I'm uh, if I'm dinged on something or not dinged, but uh, tweet dragged you know, in. No, no, no. I, I just meant. If, if somebody's put my name on something, I'll look at it real quick and scan on it. I usually don't respond unless it's like overly positive or whatever, you know, thumbs up, mm-hmm. like. But now with current PR and current PC situations, um, you can't even like something. I don't worry too much and I'll like most things, but I know that because of the way I talk and all the jokes I drop, that at some point somebody's going to be like, I don't like Eric. Whether mm-hmm. somebody tries to say I'm sexist or whatever it will happen just because of how i talk but i've sort of bought off on that i'm like okay you know that's it will just happen to me like that'll be the Mm -hmm. thing but usually what i i I don't even really even look at like when people like say like 10 follow friday is a thing where people will be like follow friday follow these people you know it's cool to be on a list but um it's just chaff now twitter's so it's just all chaff it really doesn't necessarily hit you as much unless they ding you and say i really like your type of video or whatever, and you can tell mm-hmm. they watched. Yeah. No, I, what do we have I left? Uh, we got two two last questions for you, and uh, actually, you, you kind of touched on it with uh, PR and PC, <sighs> because I feel like there are a lot of things like for me when you know I see I, I follow people. You know, this is not to get political or anything, but I follow people on all spectrums. Like, just if I like a person, I like a person. And then there are things that they'll say, and or things I may agree with or may not agree with. And yep. I'm kind of like, I feel like I can't 
like certain things. Yeah. Or right. respond on them yeah. just because of the optics. And what's weird yeah. is the optics for you are technically generally better than the optics would be for me. Because you're, I mean, you know. Yeah. And I'm. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And yeah. neither one of us are your wife or my wife. Yeah. Which, yeah. which, and my wife, by the way, full Chinese, I still have had people come at me and say something. And I've just been like, wow, wow, just wow. I mean, like, and it's never, by the way, a person who should be offended. So mm -hmm. it's like, what do you do? Right. What do you do? I, You can't win, man. You can't on some of this stuff. And I'm not saying people aren't shitballs. I'm, I'm talking yeah. about, like you said, like just liking something. I saw somebody come after somebody for liking a tweet like eight years ago, like when Twitter was fucking one person, you know, mm -hmm. just when it started. It wasn't eight years, but it was a long time ago. And they liked something and somebody went and found it. And uh, a lot of people were deleting their likes, you know, because they just didn't know. And also, what if somebody turns into a shithole after you like something? And the reason why mm -hmm. I bring that up is because one thing people know, need to know about PR in particular, and you were saying that, you know, there's not a big group. That's absolutely sure. I talked to one uh, person. They're awesome. And they were doing PR, and they had 2,000 channels to vet for a game. And so that people understand what that means is that person can't just give, even to me, a code out. They have to vet them, which means they have to go and verify you are not an asshole now. Mm -hmm. So the amount of distance between last coverage and current coverage can mean something for their game. So if it's been three to six months, so for example, Activision doesn't do a lot of games all the time. So if I only hit their call of duties, they have to re-vet me completely and verify I haven't turned into a homicidal maniac on YouTube because there's mm -hmm. absolutely nothing stating I won't. So a lot of people think, oh, this person's not answering my email and I've felt that way, but they're just... It's, it's one person looking at an inbox that would make us all, you know, yeah. shit ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's, uh, well, it, especially when it comes to like social media and dealing with, like, I, I've noticed how politicized everything has gotten. Yeah. And it's, pretty crazy. it's to the point where I've actually muted certain words that have been trending or certain things that have been trending because oh, like, gotcha like In i'm like use the twitter uh, uh tool for muting that's i never thought about that yeah because it's like i i don't want to see it every time i open this app yeah, right you know i i don't want to deal with it and I've, I've gotten which is actually funny because you know I, i'm mixed you know i'm i'm polynesian black puerto rico oh, not puerto rico dominican um, I've gotten shit from certain communities when certain things have happened in oh. the U.S. And because I didn't oh. tweet about it, I didn't right. jump on it. Yeah. My thing is, I'm a very, in a way, analytical. And I think it comes from working in IT and call yeah. centers. Yeah. I can't just jump on something without all the information. Yeah, right. And and I can't just Nor back, should you. Yeah, and I can't just back every single cause. Just because, oh, you got to back it because of your skin color. You got to do this because of that. And I've had, I've gotten so much shit for it. And I'm over here like, I'm not going to use my outlet just for that. Like, I, I don't want to do that. I, I like to separate what I do for this versus, and, and, and people have told me that I, uh, you know, I, I need to, it's my responsibility to do so. And I'm like, no, 
I don't want to. I still have a choice. I don't want to. Well, that's to... what I was talking earlier about. In individuality is only cool until you're individual in a way they don't like. Yes. So if somebody's saying you need to fight for the right of this or that, and you're like, what if my desire and fight for the right is even slightly different than yours? I'm going to put what I want when I want. And I've had people come at me and be like, you have a big uh, following. You need to cover the virus. And I'm like, wait a minute. I need to. I've said it like in 40 videos. I've been like, wash. I even did a video like wash your damn hands, you dirty bitches. Like I was pretty brutal mm -hmm. about it. I was like, you know, some and, you know, you always get the flat earther in there who's like, there's no such thing as viruses, you know, like whatever. But even from people who weren't like that you know i've had the thing why aren't you why didn't you do a full video uh where you should where you should decry this or, or destroy that and i'm like whoa you do realize that if i did it would be mine which means i probably wouldn't even 100 i almost 100 never agree with anybody about anything that's complex mm -hmm. and i think my complex shit out so i can decide like what i think and i'll take i purposely will take contrary views before i do a video and like try to fight my own view and be like, okay, that's not right. And then go mm -hmm. back and think about it again. Cause I've, that's debate class one one like taking mm -hmm. on the argument of, of the other person. But um, yeah, man, it's, it's weird when it comes to this kind of stuff, because it's like, like I said, the individuality is only celebrated when the individuality really meets with, with what those people want. And since they desire that individuality anyway, and hopefully nobody's coming just because I look like a logger, just because of the color of your skin. Like, that'd be mm. fucking shitty, right? But they like that individuality, but that's almost how why they quickly turn. Because they feel that there's something that's changed with that individuality. And you're like, yes, something's changed. You and I happened to agree six months ago, but we don't agree on this. And mm -hmm. they, and that's why I always tell people also don't just check my reviews all the time. I'll be like, dude, don't just check mine because I'll let you down. I mm -hmm. like Delix. Like I like, I've, I've liked some games that just not a lot of other people liked. You know, I've been the high reviewer. I've been the lower reviewer too, where I like, I've been like, this game sucks. And people are like, what are you talking about? It's amazing. Um, we won't always agree. But yeah, yeah, people hold that shit against you. It's a weird time. Just watch what you're doing. If you're a, if you're an influencer. I, I just always tell people to like make sure that whatever stand you take, you're what you're you're comfortable with it. I'm very comfortable with everything I've ever said or joked about because I know mm -hmm. where it comes from. But um, especially with like liking and stuff, that shit's just weird now because like like you said, somebody tried to cancel you or whatever. That's that's not a small thing these days. If somebody no. really want, you know, they can you know they can come at you for whatever. I'm sure somebody's gonna come at me for like the you know, fresh face brigade where they're like, how dare you have a beard? You know, <laughs> beards cause COVID or whatever. <laughs> he comes after me. Uh, I mean, and, and it's, uh, I've, I've even had people, I guess, uh, you remember when their companies are like doing the whole, like the gaming companies, especially when they were trying to do the whole, now, I'm going to say it because I can say it. He can't say it. I'm going to say it. Uplifting black voices. Oh, um, yeah. I remember when all the companies were hop hopping on that and I had a lot of companies reach out to me and I've had a lot of people say this to me where they're like, well, I want to uplift your voice because you're a disenfranchised black person and da, 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 da. And I'm like, wait, no, I'm not. I'm not disenfranchised. Yeah, it's a, I mean, and that's <laughs> that's the difficult thing is because there's really no way around that, because if you say you're not, then they'll say, well, others are and you yes. have a voice and blah, blah, blah. And so you're back in right back where mm -hmm. we started the conversation. And that's why 
that's why as long as you're comfortable with whatever you've covered, then you can say, and, and in a weird way, I think that also matters because if you do cover something, somebody should know that that mm -hmm. means you really mean it, right? Yeah. You're not just doing it for uh, whatever. It, so, so like you don't cover a bunch of stuff. You sort of think your things through, what have you. Um, and it's not that you don't want to be have solidarity in something. It's just that you think in a different way and you want to create things in a certain way and win. And which, by the way, once again, individuality. Quit celebrating if you're going to bitch at somebody who, you know, who actually does that but um yeah if I, it goes back into it and so it's sort of a no win it's sort yeah. of a no win scenario there's a political joke which is you can't ask the president if he thought of something because if you have he's thought of it so i don't know if you've ever heard that but one of the reasons why they don't let a lot of people around presidents and around like people to just walk around is because the that's what another reason by the way like a phil spencer can't just walk into a podcast without you know knowing exactly what's going to go on or at least an idea is because if you do ask them an open-ended cloud question like that their very answer is like that is damning so mm -hmm. it, it, like oh have you thought about how terrible hurricanes are no then you're an asshole if you say yes, why haven't you done anything? And mm -hmm. now you're screwed. There's literally nothing you can do from that point. And it's interesting to see that in a way we're all that now because people are influencers and they're, they've got pe people following them. People are treating them like that. So it's like if you say, yeah, I'm thinking about it, they'll be like, oh, haven't done it yet. What do you need to think about? And mm -hmm. what, what do you say? You know, yeah. that's why I said, dude, I'm telling you, man, take my advice. Just start just numbing yourself away from like yeah. just over time and i tell anybody this just start especially with twitter because lowest common denominator is there so yeah. just like be true to yourself and sort of you know watch the things that matter but everything else you got to take a step back because shit's going to get weirder before it gets better i'm sure yeah last question i have before we jump over to q a uh with the, the chat um so sports Martial arts, fitness, yeah. you're in all of it, especially UFC. Yeah. Yep. UFC, NFL. I like Pittsburgh Steelers. They're the only ones I watch, really. And I don't so, even watch them anymore. <laughs> so, so, so the question I have for you is, like, uh, what got you into that? Like, since you're out, like, of course, you know, gaming, content creating, podcasting, streaming, all that. But with all of that that you have outside of it, like, how do you fit that into like your i guess schedule, yourself yeah. as a person your oh oh everything. you mean like martial arts yeah um because i was four i think i was four <laughs> or six and my parents were like he's gonna kill us because i was already sprinting around and doing dumb <laughs> shit i was a really fucking gnarly kid i'm pretty sure most parents would have been like back then this kid's gonna have an accident like <laughs> we need to take him out <laughs> but hobble me or something but no i was cra i was cra super energetic and um i've always liked martial arts even like old 80s movies and stuff so mm -hmm. i and kung fu theater was a chinese uh, uh basically chinese movies dubbed a horrible english on usa channel on sundays and i would watch it religiously and i think my mom and dad like saw me liking that my dad was into kempo which is what i got into secondarily after Gojiru and prior mm -hmm. to Jeet Kune Do and the other ones and was just like, Hey man, you want to, you know, you want to go. And I liked class somewhat, 
but I didn't have a great teacher my first time around. Second time around with Kempo, I had phenomenal teachers. But my first teacher, I'm not going to say his name because I don't think he's a bad guy. I just don't think he was ready to teach. He was a little young and um, just didn't work out. And after that, then it was all um, like like-minded teachers getting together. And it was more, I, I was always friends with people. And so they'd be like, yeah, we'll teach you. And you'd get it for free because it was expensive back then. It's much cheaper mm -hmm. now. These were full classical martial arts too. So they could charge you an arm and a leg. It's not like a gym class where they're like, here's 15 bucks for an extra boxing class. Mm -hmm. We're talking Kempo. We had to sign it. You had to sign every six months. You had to sign an actual payment plan. And it was mm -hmm. 695 bucks a month for Kempo. And it was a personal class. That's why it was so expensive. It was personal and, and group. And then mm -hmm. a bunch of training. And I did. I went for a long time and my parents couldn't handle it financially. My mom was a middle school teacher. Sorry, middle mm -hmm. school secretary. So winter was fine, but summer she didn't have a job. And at that time they didn't have PERS, which pays you 12 months all around. So our summers were nothing, no money. Luckily I lived in the middle of nowhere. So we had bikes and stuff, but no money, nothing. And we just, I, I stopped it and then ended up jumping into it with friends and then other teachers and started doing it got my third black belt when i was 27 28 i think still practice nice. every day yeah it's a blast and why i mean it's a part of me because i i just dude my gym my, not gym but my garage is just filled with like fucking water punching bags and like i just have a lot of energy and i have to bleed it off because if i don't i don't know what would happen nice. and besides that i also do D D and i also write and i also write music so it's like i'm always there's about three hours every day where I go into a comatose state like a butterfly. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I never get prettier when I come out of my cocoon, but <laughs> I have about three hours. And that's no lie. Like last night, it was about 1130. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. man. Well, I, I DM'd you at eight and I said, mm -hmm. I'm crashing. Do you remember me saying or I said, I'm yeah. reading. Yeah. So reading turned into me sitting in bed, like reading about writing and like characterization, and all this stuff. And it was like 1130. I'm like, man, I it's pretty early for a podcast for us jesus we've gone a long time but i was like yeah. pretty early for a podcast for us <laughs> so i crashed out and then it was like 2 30 in the morning i was like up oh, i'm up and so i got up and jumped in discord yeah so all that comes together long story short it's just i got a lot of energy okay. and okay. my personal feeling is that uh i know a lot of people are like oh you need eight hours and i don't know about mm -hmm. you i don't know if you're that but i um have solidly always felt much worse with a ton of sleep. I've always yes. felt better with like five or six and I can mm -hmm. deal with much shorter, not for a ton of time, but I do need a shorter amount. And, and I feel much better, much clearer when I have a shorter amount than when, you know, I get into a seven or eight hour sleep. I feel pretty groggy after that. Yeah. So, um, Q and a section for the chat or your questions in, uh, we're at the end of the show we're going to start winding down. So, uh, we got a question from S underscore diesel he said what's the show either of you initially were really into but ended up taking a huge nosedive by the way i fucking dig your uh i gotta i'm gonna have to learn how to do that your little pop-up there in the oh, I can, dude I you gotta show, show you. yeah after the, <laughs> well maybe not after this because i do have to feed my dogs but dude please because that's fucking sweet um a, a show that we initially really into. Oh yeah, dude. Oh man. Have you seen 100 <laughs> men? Yes. Bro. What is it? What's happening? 
on that show. No. <laughs> so, dude, dude, 100 is perfect for this. I am in my Discord almost every night going, I don't fucking understand what's happening in the show. So you, the first season, you get it. You're like, this happened, this is happening. Second season, you're like, okay, a little bit of a stretch, but this happens, this happens. Third season, you're like, wait. Yeah. And now I'm on the season where they're like, I don't want to ruin it for people because it's not super old, but they've moved to another place. And I'm like, what in the fuck? They just don't care. They just don't give a shit. It's like J.J. Abrams wrote every character in that show because mm-hmm. that dude seriously doesn't care about stuff. And I'm we were watching it, and my wife goes, I, we don't need to watch it anymore because I've lost interest. And I'm like, strangely enough, I have not because I'm. it's so batshit out there that mm-hmm. I'm just like each episode going, who's this new bad guy? And what's this new fucking whatever? Like, it's like Star Trek if Star Trek didn't go anywhere, but the aliens came to the Earth daily, mm-hmm. right? So, like, instead of uh, them traveling, the aliens just once a fucking week showed up and attacked Kirk, and he had to figure out what the fuck. Dude, yeah, 100. Long story short, 100. That's mine. Do you have one? Oh, man. Um. Well, I was going to say Heroes, but actually, SD, he brought it up, too. Uh, the Don't Die Between uh, Heroes Season 1 and 2. It was substantial. Is and that in, the, um, the cheerleader one? Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen it. Yeah, that one, it's, um, Season 1 had a lot of potential, a lot of buildup. It was going really, really good. Right. And then I don't know if they changed writers or what the fuck happened. It just nosedive. And That's so cool. many shows, like... I even felt like Lost kind of did the same thing too. Like after a while, like Lost is really good. And then it kind of just petered out poorly at the end, in my opinion. Uh, let's see. What's the question? Citizen Sleeve says, what are, some, uh, what are your most oh, delectable yeah. He's a Hawaiian queen. specific culinary dishes? Okay. Um, all right. So there's local moco, which is basically two scoops of either white or brown rice with uh, a burger patty with uh, egg on top. And then you put gravy over it. That's one of our huge. It's so good. What in the fuck? That's like eight different places of food all at once. <laughs> Who I made know. that? Gravy was not expecting yes. you to go to gravy. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's it's so good. It's so good. Like I, I absolutely love it. It's one of the biggest delicacies out here. Interesting. Um, What's it called? Um, local moco. Okay, I'll check that out. I mean, it sounds good. I I I, I like all those things, but I just wasn't expecting them to so, mix together. So it's uh, that's that's one of them. Uh, the other thing out here, um, well, technically, there's uh, they call it Hawaiian barbecue, but it's really Korean barbecue. In, in all essence, uh, we have a lot of places out here. Uh, LNL, so there's LNL. Uh, oh shit, there's a lot of Unsees. Like, if you ever come out here, which I'm inviting you, you ever come out to Hawaii, you need a place to stay. I have a I house. I have three friends who live in Hawaii too, so it's not so, necessarily un. What do you call it? The same. You come out here, I will take you to the good places because I'm literally in the middle of everything. So and you're living near the Final Fantasy writer. We could sneak in. Like fucking show up on news the next day. Fucking <laughs> two YouTubers <laughs> snuck into fucking dude's house. Dude, the the funny thing is, like every time I go to the store down the street from my house, I run into him. He's like, Mikel, Mikel Kuhn, how are you? Like, hey dude, you could always work that into something. Show up at his house, man. Get yourself in a game. 
Sorry, I have a fucking busted tooth, so I'm putting Orogel. That's not like me spreading crank on my teeth. Nah, nah. Or Fuck, no it hurts. Um, uh, what when it comes to are you more of a native eater from out there? Like, do you like that stuff, or have you like sort of westernized your shit? Like, are you just more of like burgers and stuff? Because I get this question from my wife all the time. They'll be like, "Dude, what Chinese food do you like?" My wife will be all burgers. <laughs> <laughs> like, have you noticed that for yourself or? Well, I, I definitely have become more westernized in the sense because I'm originally I'm from Western Samoa. It, it, yeah, right. So like I I do like Polynesian food, but I've gotten to the point now where it's like I just prefer Western style food. Yeah, like so that's that's just where I'm at. It seems pretty carby too. See, so me I do very well with really low carb, and so like mm. the idea of mixing gravy and rice to me made my brain because i get hypoglycemia pretty <laughs> easily and the idea of like blo blood sugar issue right there when you're like gravy and especially with white rice because that shit glycemic index on that shit is crazy mm -hmm. and it only takes a little bit before i start getting lightheaded i like it i love white rice we do white rice I'm, i mean not we but i'm assuming you guys do it there but we do white mm -hmm. rice and butter just like yellow butter just mm -hmm. you know, i fucking it's so basic man maybe it's just because butter is so good but fuck, I love that. I love just plain old white rice and butter. All right. And I think we got two questions left, and then we'll go ahead and wrap right. it up. So S. Diesel has a question. Question for Carrick. You a fan of any non-D&D tabletop games? I love Be Vampire the Masquerade. What's actually funny is I'm friends with one of the people that's uh, part of that. Uh, that. That's crazy. Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah, Ma but Vampire the Masquerade is probably one of my favorites. Werewolf. Um, the Apocalypse is probably actually my favorite. But Vampire, and then any non-D&D tabletop, though. So he's, I think he means just role-playing versus board game. Mm -hmm. uh, Fading Suns, Warhammer. Probably Fading, man, Fading Suns. Pretty much every one of them. I mean, that's all we do. Is, I mean, that's literally, like, I've got piles and piles of D&D games sitting here. So, yeah. I love, I love role-playing. It's one of the greatest is so fucking fun and i do mm -hmm. think that especially language skills and talking in front of others i picked up from dnd i don't think i would have been as social or even as successful on youtube without having to dm like eight people who are all asking questions and you're trying to bounce and come mm -hmm. up with stories and stuff yeah it's very cool but yeah i, I would agree vampire is awesome that old system d10 system was fucking great i love that kind of stuff did you ever do dnd i've never heard you uh, once I did it a couple of times when I was younger. Oh. Uh, I know Luke Gygax, the son of Gary Gygax. Gygax, yeah, that's one of my Gygax. friends. Oh, cool. Um, but I've not really dove just too not deep for into you. It. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you should have. Have you had uh Luke on your show? No, you know it's funny you mention that, and I will talk to you after this. I'm just now getting like into the idea of trying to work some non-video game stuff into the channel. So yeah, we'll okay. definitely talk. Definitely okay, because I, I can connect you. I okay, can connect cool. You to him. Uh, Brasgoli, is it true Hawaiians like spam? Yes, and I hate spam. No, you don't I, hate it. Okay, well, dude, okay. what? I love spam. Really? Oh, it's so good. Why is it the slime? Yeah. Is it the clear? Is it the gel? The 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 jelly without being jelly that surrounds it when you suck it out of a can? You ever had that sound too? <laughs> love it sorry i've just gotten okay so one time i had okay so i've had 
food poisoning from it because someone made oh. it really bad. Oh, and, okay. Oh, yeah. I think it was probably old spam, and I got food poisoning from it. Ouch. So, like, I, I'm the type that if I ever get food poisoning from yep. a food, I kind of just write it off. Yep. And that's just how I am. And my my wife, she loves spam. So oh. eat with everything. Tell her and thanks. I'm just like, yeah, I can't. I just can't. You are right about the food poisoning. I have a friend who had shrimp one time when he was young and got food poisoned from it, and he can't stand. Like, he just, abs the idea of getting shrimp, it makes him, like, do the, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm pretty impervious to all that. Ginger is the only thing that I can't stand. Uh, last question goes to Din Avery. He says, question for Carrick, what was the best or favorite podcast episode you've done? Well, this one now, but we'll go prior. This is always fun to, I, like, I love, I love getting together with people. I've done my podcast and jumping on theirs and, like, being able to talk versus, or answer things versus, like, always trying to come up with questions and stuff is rough. Yeah. Um, man, Austin's awesome. Austin Winter. I tease him all the fucking time because that guy, what a dope with his mic. Love mm -hmm. him, but damn. <laughs> and then no i mean dude every i've been so i was telling you i'm so lucky with every podcast i would say probably it has to do with like the group we do because international mm -hmm. podcast this is like the fifth year as of last week i think was the mm -hmm. fifth year of the podcast we haven't grown much either i was looking at that going you know i because i don't i just don't i don't even know how to do those things i don't know how to push stuff so it's like Luckily, YouTube took it off, but like the podcast, the same number of people show up every Friday and then it goes mm -hmm. online on YouTube. The same number of people watch it, not more, not less, just the same, uh, mm -hmm. which I got to fix. But yeah, getting together with people five years in a row and having them not want to leave. Dude, we've done this podcast five years and if they do, that's fine. But none of them paid or unpaid patrons have left that we do it every single Friday. And they've GB actually had to leave. GB runs a channel, but he w only covers Rockstar, and we cover every game. So he was mm -hmm. uncomfortable. He was like, "There's not a lot for me to talk about unless it's a Rockstar game." So yeah, yeah, that would probably be it. Probably the first one, you know, just realizing you can talk about about games and people will like it, which is weird. Okay, Brass Goalie. Okay, so we'll, we'll, this is the last one. Last one, I promise. Brass Goalie says for both, what's the thing you hate the most the viewers doing your podcast? That's a hard one for me. I, I'll say answer, answer or answer a question or post something without watching the entire thing, even though it's not necessarily yeah. podcast specific. I, I still upload them. And mm -hmm. this morning I uploaded a video and somebody was already arguing something 17 seconds, 17 seconds it had been posted. And he was already arguing something I discussed in the video a little bit later. And I'm like, mm -hmm. and I would say the same thing happens on podcasts, you know, and just being rude to people, visitors, that's raw, man. Like why, yeah. you know, people, I've seen people talk about other people's looks. I've seen like crazy shit. I'm like, man, yeah. it's just why, you know, turn it off, go do something else. Yeah. I've had it happen too with like guests or, or especially when I, I've switched to doing live stream format podcasts where I've had right. people who I guess my audience may not agree with. And sometimes I've had randoms come in where they have, tried to challenge them or make fun of them or stuff like that. And I'm like, we're not doing that. I should. Yeah. Shit yeah. Down. Yeah. Shut it down. Yeah. Shut it down right away. Because that's the thing. It's your platform. Technically they yeah. watch it, but it is your platform to deliver and you can control that. And sometimes you will have to control it. Otherwise they will take control because there's far yeah. more dickheads out there than you will ever get subscribers. Even if you yeah. were a billion 
you know, subscribers. There's seven billion people on the planet. So yeah. 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 Don't let it don't let it continue. All right. And that's us all the questions in three hours, thirty minutes, baby. Three, three hours Told and thirty you. minutes. And you Did said you... what'd you say this morning? An hour and a an half. Hour and I'm like, half. I'm like, I'm good for like <laughs> seven hours, dude. I told you. And, and... No, oh, it was a blast. So, yeah, fun. Yeah, fun. Oh yeah, d- definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's all it's always a blast. And I like I said, I like it when somebody's got their shit together. So it's very cool to have you just like, you know, actually having those Twitter Twitter questions pop up and stuff. Very professional. I need to I need to figure that out myself one of these days. Dude, uh whenever you have time, I I can definitely show you uh just let me know and we can make yeah, it happen. I will. I will for sure. <laughs> Is there anything you want to leave the audience with before you go and tell people where they can find you too? Uh Angry Centaur Gaming on YouTube and let's see. Go check out like Happy Console Gamer. He's a very good YouTuber. Check him out. Um instead of pimping mine. Like I love his stuff. Super positive guy. Uh, like uh, Citizen Sleeve is starting to stream. I think he's in this chat, or has been in yeah. this chat. He's starting to yeah. stream recently, so check him out. And um, yeah, I don't need I don't need you. You don't need to subscribe to me. I'm too good for that. I'm just joking. Sup? Maybe subscribe. <laughs> eh, no, wait a minute. Eh, maybe subscribe. Um, yeah, you you know, go check those guys out, man. There's some awesome stuff, and stay safe. Yeah, definitely. And uh, with that being said, guys, we're wrapping up this episode of the Casanova Podcast. It's been a great time having an amazing guest like Eric on the show. And uh, you'll be able to catch this. If you're watching, you're probably watching it live right now on Twitch. You'll be able to catch it later on on YouTube. And we also upload it on all the major podcasting outlets. If you're looking at it, I can think it goes this way. So you can catch it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Pandora. We just got on Amazon Music, which is awesome. Yeah, that's it's awesome, great uptick in traffic and uh with that being said links to my guests in uh all of eric's uh social media as well as his outlets are all linked it's been uh constantly i I made sure my bot yes thank you stream elements i've made sure stream elements is showing where you can find them so go give them a follow go give them a sub and and i'm not even i'm not asking i'm telling you guys it's prime directive do it there right you now. Prime directive. <laughs> do, it. do it now. Do it now. <laughs> so that being said, uh, guys, if you enjoyed it, no, you did enjoy it. That's, that's so we're yeah. gonna end it with that. Um, so yeah, well, have a great time. Be safe. Wash your goddamn hands. Yeah, wash your hands, please. And uh, you know, stay safe. Stay safe on the internet too. Um, don't get in any trouble. Don't get canceled. It's not fun. <laughs> Peace uh, out. <laughs> Peace out. We'll catch y'all on the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I hope it was informative, engaging, and you enjoyed it. And if you did, make sure you go ahead and leave a rating and a review. It greatly helps out the podcast and helps the platforms that we're on. Go ahead and promote us more so that more people can check it out. And if you're wondering what all platforms we're on, aside from what you've listened to it on, We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music, and more. And if you want to support the podcast, then we've got Patreon, so patreon.com slash Mikel Casanova, which allows us to continue doing what we're doing. If you're looking for this in video format, we're also available on twitch.tv slash Mikel Casanova, as well as youtube.com slash Mikel Casanova. So with all that being said, I'll catch you on the next episode of Hawaii's number one podcast and the number one podcast in the Pacific, the Casanova Podcast. You have a great day, and I'll see you on the next one.